Was that moisturizer? I think so. Huh. Do you moisturize in the summer? Uh, yeah, I get really dry in the summer. You get really dry in the summer? Oh, yeah, yeah. Not in the winter, though. Probably in the winter as well, yeah. You? Yeah. I'm an oily person. Very good. I'm naturally moist. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Sneaky Dragon. My name is David Dedrick. Uh, I'm Ian Boothby. Dave, I just woke up from this dream. I dreamt that we had all these guests on the show, like a ridiculous S- amount of guests. Sounds terrifying. I know. Like some of them, like three of them were Academy Award winners. One of them was like a Gemini winner. We had like two Eisner winners. Okay. Uh, David M. was there. Uh, Kathleen Gross was there. Uh, I think a relative of yours was there. I don't know what that's supposed to represent. <laughs> You the know, Ghost of Christmas Past, something like that. Yeah, uh, there was some connection with Boxing Day. Or oh, something. okay. I yeah, don't know what that yeah. was about. That's Christmas Future. Yeah, and I dreamt there was like pizza, and uh, it was uh, it was it was craziness. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, it's great to be back in reality. Yeah, this is uh, much more r- realistic, and also it sounded like the whole show we were recording in a in a well. Is that part of your dream? Yeah, yeah. There was that little yeah. girl again, <laughs> Samara. We learned. Yeah, Samara, yeah. I feel like I don't know. I feel like I had the same dream because I also I learned her name was Samara in my dream. Mm. Anyway. The reality is, we had our 400th episode last week, and let's thank all our guests who came and uh, were so kind to be sure. on the show all with right. us. Sure, all right, so let's thank uh, Louise Moon, let's yes. thank uh, Kathleen Gross, yes. uh, Allison Snowden, David Fine, uh, Nick Park, that yes. doesn't sound right, I don't know why he was here. <laughs> uh, we're also going to be thanking uh, Jason Dedrick, going to thank uh, forget D- Pia. David M., I'm going to get to her, Okay. going to thank uh, David Pia M. Guerra, yeah. and we're going to thank uh, Nina Matsumoto. Third Dragon. Yeah, I'm gonna thank. I'm gonna thank you. I'm gonna thank. Uh, thank yourself. Thank myself. Uh, also, there was a cat walking by. That's uh, Cohen. Uh, he was also there. He couldn't be heard, but he was around. He was around. He was. He was locked upstairs. I think. Oh, he was locked upstairs. That is true. He had a lot of foot traffic. Yeah, so we had to be careful. He would have made a dash for it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, it was fun. Uh, we we got out some pizza. We made some snacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Louise. Uh, made some amazing uh, dragon cookies yeah. that we've uh, posted pictures of online. They're just amazing. Uh, her sister Jackie showed up and made uh, some focaccia. Yeah, it was yeah. just uh, was uh, just outstanding. That and was good. Uh, yeah, great. And, and of course, uh, you and uh, your wife uh, Lisa brought along this amazing uh, platter of cheeses and meats, sweet cheeses <laughs> and a candy one too. Yeah, and a candy one. I, ag- so I ignored the cheese and the meat. Uh, you I just, just went straight for the candy. I just hovered around went the with candy. Sneaky dragon colors and everything. Yeah, it was yeah. always fantastic. Yeah, we still have some of the, a lot of those. Smarties left actually. Oh, what I didn't realize was, uh, well, speaking of Smarties, did you also bring along a party pack that had like uh, what the Americans call Smarties and which uh, we call rockets? Did you did you bring those? Here's the know. thing: there's a bag of uh, party supplies. Oh, that was from uh, David M's friend Lynn. Oh, did she, she brought us a bunch of stuff, and maybe uh, we just didn't have time during the show to to go through them. But okay. yeah, that was a gift from her. Oh, is that what went on? Because yeah. I, yeah. here's my confusion in that: before people started showing up, yeah. I took a picture of you. Uh, in the new Hell Kitty Studios. Yes. And the bag is next to you before yes. people showed up. So I was like, oh. oh I don't think that. I think that's a later one that you, that you, that you took then. Because no, the bag is there. The bag oh, is uh, the weird. bag is part of the uh, uh, of your of your photo for sure. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's very, very strange. And uh, and I was like, oh, well, what's that? What's that about? What's the mystery of the bag? Who brought the bag? Uh, yes. I have eaten one of the treats from the bag. Oh, so, good. You know, I'm glad you. There we go. Got some uh, you vamp for a bit while I, uh, while I look up that picture. Well, what's fun about a show like that is that when you're recording it, you have no idea if it's going to work or not. And so I was so so relieved when I got home. Uh, I didn't actually listen to it that night. I just went to bed when I got home because it was quite late. But 
the next day when I when I listened to it, I was like, oh, thank goodness, it sounds acceptable. This is perfect. This is great. You know, I didn't do any like sound treatment with it or anything. I just it just went as it was because it was just kind of a mess anyway. And also during the show, my my the mic that I was setting up for Nick Park broke. Oh no! The uh, the tightener to hold the mic at, at level or whatever at a, at a particular angle snapped, and so the mic was then useless. So I gave him my mic stand, and then I spent the rest of the show kind of hunched over talking into the mic that was supported. Uh, in a, it was supported in a spool of thread <laughs> that was then on top of a, or then tucked into a roll of tape, a packing tape, and then sitting on a on a collection of the of Shakespeare. So yeah, it was, it was I'm looking the, for that bag and I can't see it in the picture now. So I've totally Mandela'd this thing. I apologize. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. I think yeah, I think you're. Your, I'm, I'm your just, false memories. I'm okay. I get some really false memories in this, and I really apologize. That's okay. Such false memories. Well, that's okay. Just don't trust your memories. Okay, I won't. Because <laughs> they're false. <laughs> so we didn't have Nick Park on the show. Is we did saying. have Nick Park on the show. Okay. Nick Park was here, and that was pretty interesting. It was kind of fascinating. I was too shy to say very much to him about his work. So like, instead you asked him about George Seagal uh, movies. Well, that feels like a good t- topic to talk talk about in any situation. When he says he likes birds, yeah, George Seagull. right? No, I understand. Yeah, yep. Not Jonathan Livingston Seagull or no, that's, an actual that's, Seagull. That's or really corny. Seagull. Have you ever read Jonathan Livingston Seagull? I think we were forced to in school. Oh, I was not forced to, but my, my aunt had it. My aunt was the sort of person who would have that book. And so, what I, is it about? I don't remember. It's like about individuality and freedom. Okay, so he doesn't in, want to be a seagull. No, he's fine being a seagull. He doesn't want to be with the other seagulls. Okay. He wants to do his own thing. Doesn't like French fries? I don't like remember. Shitting on it's people? been a while. I and read have it as a... people go, that's good luck? I wouldn't say... Oh, I thought I turned off my sound. I wouldn't say that I read it as a... I um, I wouldn't say that I read it as a tween, but I read it as a in-between tween. I was somewhere in my early teens when I read that book at my aunt's. And uh, this I was staying overnight there for some reason. Maybe because we're going skiing. I used to stay over the overnight to go skiing in the morning. I was I was at a hippie Catholic school, so ah, uh, oh, so you read, a it, you read it in elementary school? Yeah, it is a pretty simple book. It's a very simple book, but it feels like it feels thematically that it's maybe too complicated for for yeah. I briefly was kids. in a school in Ontario that was one of these schools without walls, man, and oh, uh, really? but it was also a, it was also a Catholic school. We don't need no education. Apparently, that? you weren't allowed to have that album there at the uh, school. No, uh, but apparently we were needing an education because they were Catholic. So it was like <laughs> it was strict strict hippies, mm. uh, and you could hear a lot of the other classes. That's the only problem with the walls. No walls thing. It's like walls are great for like. Sound, you know. I mean, uh, we're in a room right now with uh, more walls than we had last time. Last time, again, we were just well, we had walls. They were just farther away. Farther away. That's right. Uh, We've now tried to put up some baffling and made this all make sense. But that was a confusing little weird school that I was in for like a few seconds. I like that we baffled ourselves to make sense. (laughs) Exactly. There you are. Yeah. Uh, no, it was uh, it was great seeing everybody, and it was nice. I'm not a fan of myself during those uh, uh, podcasts. Yeah, uh, I can't listen to those ones afterwards. Mm. And the thing is, we're uh, we're going to do change your personality a little bit. We're going, yeah. Um, there's a couple of things. One, I'm very protective of the guests, 
And and so I can't super relax because I want to make sure they're okay. Yeah, yeah. But I also want to entertain the audience, so you goose it up a little bit. And so I become more manic, but also more hyper aware of everything yeah. and making sure everything's there. Yeah. And I just uh, it's a it's a real drain by the end of it. <laughs> yeah. And you can't. And also because of the the way that we did it, where it was it was trying to do it in ten minute uh, increments yes. to be fair to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, well, because we had it, I didn't realize this. But we had a time limit because we were recording, we were taping the show, videotaping the show, or yes, whatever that you call was, it. That was a coincidence. We didn't, uh, we didn't have the ten minute thing because of that. Oh, I thought that was but because did, of the battery. But it did life work out or like the, well for the that. memory. The memory in the in the in the camera. We were limited how much. No, my thing was we do go on. And we the, do, go and also on. I wanted to make sure that we were fair to everybody. Like yeah. you didn't want to like go. Yeah. We're going to give these people a it's half true. hour, and you're going to get five minutes. And yes. it's like that seems like a dick move. So let's just yeah. give everyone ten minutes. It's true. Some people it. are more forthcoming than others, or feel more comfortable in the situation than yeah. others. And for sure, that's that's it. But let's admit the most prepared person was Louise. She was yes, a good she, person to uh, start her, off with. She, she came, came with her homework done. She came with assignments. <laughs> we didn't even for give us. out homework, but she certainly she did bring assignments. Yeah, yeah. She brought assignments. She brought cookies. She brought every like it was it yeah. was tight. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like all right, this is uh, this is how you start things off sure. with. There we go. It's as if she did not work that day. Yeah, and then we had a very casual Kathleen Gross show up next, and like. Hey man, you know, and she, and she <laughs> gets more cool. relaxed every time I see her. That's good. That's good. Yeah. The one thing uh, I'm going to say, like, uh, I, I enjoy all of her work. Uh, I enjoy her tweets. She's a great person to follow on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, she's a great person to follow. Um, on Twitter. I'm going to say this a little bit too much whenever I read her tweets. She's always talking about like how much she loves comics, and I'm all for that. Yeah. But then she'll always mention, "I want to do this till I die," or uh, like she's got a <laughs> badge that says "Comics till the grave." Yeah, yeah. And I'm like. Um, get a lot of mortality with my comics whenever uh, she talks about the comics <laughs> life like like i want them yeah. to lower me into the grave while i'm yeah. doing comics and it's like yeah. so much of the grave and the she's, grim specter of death is like over the shoulder here's the thing here's the thing kathleen is of an age where all those words mean nothing to her mm. we are of an age when those words are all too real for yeah, us yeah you don't so. want to keep you don't want to say death's name <laughs> anymore no I was once very cavalier about death, and now it just seems very near to me. Mm. Perhaps even dear to me. So you, you said that was a real pause. Yeah, because I thought that was going to go. I thought there was a comedy of threes. It's like it was near to me. It was dear to me, and now it's. I can't think of a third word in the rhyme. No, no, there we go. It's again. It's the non-comedy of. Two. It whispers in my ear to me. Yeah. But no, I do get a little manic during the, during those things. It would be interesting to do a show sometime yeah. on a regular basis that's an interview show and see if I can relax into the interviewing situation. Well, that is my dream of us doing a live Sneaky Dragon. Is to have a relaxed show? Is to have a us show, like to have us here in a room together yeah. show, but in front of an audience. That we could be that trusting of ourselves and our audience that we could just do the show they listen to every week and we would trust ourselves that they would enjoy what we're doing Mm -hmm. which is very hard to do because the natural thing to do when your audience is there is we want laughs we want reactions to what we're doing and so then we tend to i think i think less so for me the audience even though i did say i do care about the audience and more so for me the guest yeah because i always think like the guest it's always a weird thing to be interviewed Mm -hmm. and they don't know what the what we're doing and what our bullshit that's the best part of it to me Really, it is. That's my favorite part of it. Right. And I know it is for you, which yeah. means I've got to counter you <laughs> quite often. So it's like, I know you're enjoying that kind of play, yeah. play, play thing. Yeah. And it's fun. And it does put them on the thing. But like, I'm like, oh, now I got to make sure that they're. Oh, I'm sure they're Here fine. we go. They know what they're in for. No, they don't. 
Well, they, they, how the heck would like uh, Nick Park know what he's in for? He's well, never he listened sure, to our show ever. He sure learned. He learned <laughs> or <real> like fast. <laughs> uh, Steve Scrosh, uh when we had him on our three hundredth yeah. episode, and I think like the third question in, you like just went on about like something about chickens. Yeah, like, I brought up the chickens. You brought up the chickens, right? Yeah. Like we were starting off with talking. About I didn't want like, to. I didn't want to do You know when you were interview. working with the Wachowskis? <laughs> yeah, yeah, enough of that. Uh, so about my chickens. Yeah, and it was yeah. like, okay, well, now does he think that it's madness? Yeah, good. You know, we had an audience full of uh, <laughs> people at the comic shop uh, there at uh, Eighth Dimension Comics, and it's like, what? They they're, there just, to, they're there to see us, though. <laughs> okay, but we've got so a guy who's just telling a story, no, it's fine. and it's like, it's fine to you. I know, I know. I've got to then counter that. He, it's fine he rolled with it. Steve it was, was really good, Steve, actually. We, I think we lucked out with he that. He was really good. With, he was really good. That's right. We but we wouldn't out. know that about him if we didn't do that. <laughs> could also not do that it's like saying you know well, well we found out the guy could take a punch yeah, why because he rolled when i when i, when I threw the punch <laughs> i know we didn't know we could take a punch until we just like fluked out into rolling a punch. but it's i think good. you he come think from, on his feet i think you come from an interviewing style of like when you were you're you're uh you're coming from like a david letterman type style i think like you enjoyed you enjoyed david letterman you enjoyed that as like a talk show interview format mm. and he would always like take the guest and would put them on their back heel and you would get a different kind of interview out of a person than you would in a traditional interview and when i see you interviewing people quite often if you're doing it with me yeah you will ask the non-sequitur question that's just like and it's like okay so then, so then, like I want to respect what you're doing. So like I sit back a bit and I go like, okay, well, half of this is Dave's show, so let's see how this goes. <laughs> and I see how it lands. And I'm like, if the person is now sweating and uncomfortable, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna try and like use what you did and take what they feel and and, and do it all there. But mm-hmm. I'm like, got such a here. Here's here's what I'm gonna say. It's like for me. Yeah. And I got into an argument once with uh, someone who I'm um, friends with now about this. She was she was hosting a live show, yeah. and they had a, um, a person who was I don't know if they were trans or they were a female impersonator, one of the two. Okay. And so they went on stage, and they were uh, fully uh, dressed as uh, in, in, as uh, female. Sure. And uh, they asked for a volunteer from the audience. And said, so, "Well, somebody volunteer from the audience." And the person raised their hand, and they came up, and and uh, I'm going to say she, just in case they were trans, and said, uh, "Let's change clothes." And so, little by little, they each changed clothes to the point where the per- they were both nude on stage. Hmm. And then they exchanged clothes fully, and uh, and it was quite a thing. And you know, the audience was very supportive and clapping for this person uh, but, uh, that was that was doing this. Meanwhile, the uh, the performer was being kind of like jokey and salty, you know, uh, doing it like hmm. uh, goofing, you yeah. know, that kind of mean kind of drag kind of thing. But like in still not very mean, but. Yeah. You know, this person was like nude on stage wow. at a certain point, and then and then you know at the end of it there was thunderous applause and it was great. Yeah, uh, it all worked out. It all worked out fine. And the person who was uh, the producer of this yeah. thought this was the greatest thing in the world. And mm. to me, I found this horrifying because yeah. uh, to me, when you bring an audience member up, you protect the audience member. You mm. cover you cover them uh, with protection and, you know, uh, it was just lucky that this person who volunteered not knowing what it was going to be yeah. didn't realize that they were going to have to be nude on stage in front of 
all these people, including probably their friends. Yeah. Um, and what if they had had some trauma or didn't want to do this or wanted to bail halfway through? Would they have been booed by the audience? Would they have been shamed? Would this be something they carry with them forever? And 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 to this producer, uh, the end result was like, well, it all worked out, so it was fine. And to me, it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Anytime that you've got someone as a guest yeah. or a volunteer, you've got to like be there you're their protector as well as mm. you're their host yep. and so here we go and to me i i would i would go with the protection of the person over the show and uh and to her it was the show over the person mm. and so that was that's a little bit of what i feel when we're doing that sort of stuff is like if we have a guest i'm like okay how's nick park doing <laughs> you know i don't want to give make him have a bad time yeah, not because yeah. he's a famous guy and i admire him sure. but because he's the only person in this group of people that we have who doesn't know who we are. Yeah, that's true. You know? And so I'm trying to protect him. One is a host because he was in my home. Yeah. And two is a host that, that was on and my guest. But I thought it like all turned out fine and he was totally. That's great. And also I talked to him before the show. So I think, you know, he kind of he and, knew And you said, Can you take it? I said and he went, What 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 do you mean? And then I punched and he went, him. You'll see. Oh, I punched him right yeah. then. And I said, You can roll with it, Nick. You'll yeah. get it. You're and one right. of the things you gotta know about Nick Park is and again, if you don't know who Nick Park is, let's just do that. He's a creator of Waltz and Gromit, did yeah. Creature Comforts, uh Sean the Sheep or Shorn the Sheep, and then ah, there's the pun. Because Shorn, eh? There you are. Okay, um Thanks. Dave did the joke last week about Sean Wick. Ah, good stuff. Uh, anyway, <laughs> it was a good joke. It was a good joke. No, I, that's a legitimately full-on good joke, okay. no matter how you slice it. But one of the fun things about uh, Nick is he's got the hand movements of Wallace. Mm. So have you ever watched like Wallace? I couldn't. I was, I would, because I look in people in the eye when I talk to them, I, I didn't really notice his hands. So. It's also very, because when I saw Wallace and Gromit, uh, you know, back in the day, I thought, mm. oh, they're, they're imitating Oliver Hardy. They're doing that yeah, kind yeah. of uh, business, mm-hmm. you know. It's like, oh, it's all comedy thing, and that yeah, makes yeah. sense. Sure, um, but it's like, oh no, no, no! It's just him. Yeah, he's just doing his own uh, thing. That his he own does. gestures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's ama- I mean, that's actually quite. Uh, what would be the word? That's quite. Uh, I can't think of the word, but it's it's great that he does that because yeah. you could just have the hands hanging limply at the side of the character. But instead, you've gone the extra mile of, of animating the hands in this very complicated way, this finicky movements that don't have to be there. They're, they're nothing to do with their characterization, but they're not really important to the story or to the jokes and stuff like that. So it's pretty admirable is the word I was looking for. Yeah. Why couldn't I think of that? And it's pretty amazing that he's got a character like Gromit, who's a silent character. Mm. Well, Sean the Sheep as well. I mean, yeah. the whole Sean the Sheep movie is silent. There's yeah. no The only talk in it is is nonsense talk because it's nonsense to the animals so they don't understand what people are saying yeah that's pretty that's a pretty amazing thing it's pretty amazing off. because they do it with an intertitles like you can say oh it's amazing they had a silent movie and you're like well wait people used to do silent movies all the time but actually they had intertitles some way more than others they would have intertitles in order to convey yeah. mean you know dialogue and and, and, and it's not just meaning physical but, gags which you could see like okay well silent film physical gags here you go or you have something like, uh, you know, back in the day, of course, Buster Keaton. But Buster Keaton very seldom changed his facial expression. Mm-hmm. You know, he just, it was all the, the physicality and the, yes, and the joke. Yes. Yeah. But what the, you get with an Aardman or, a, you know, film quite often is uh, the facial expressions, the subtle facial expressions yeah. of something like Gromit, mm-hmm. reacting to things, taking the right pauses and rolling the eyes or arching the eyebrow. And it's like... 
that looks so uh, easy, and you know it's so hard. Yes. It's got to be exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. just so admirable. I, I Same thing with um, David Fine and Alison Snowden with, with their work, because they're not afraid of a pause. No. They're not afraid of, like, le- doing a dry joke, and yeah. it's like... You, you Unlike can... us. Yeah, there you go. Our jokes are wet. <laughs> we, wet and dripping. And we're afraid of a pause. We sure are. We sure are. <laughs> Um, fill it all in. Get that. Uh, I have that truncate silence. You got that truncate silence thing. Fill it all. Fill it all. We in. cannot have anyone. We cannot have a pause. Yeah, I know. I liked when you were looking at something earlier, and I was like, "Well, this will truncate silence." But you were doing this. Yeah. Um, huh. Oh well, it's not going to truncate now. Now we're going to get that, and we're, we are going to actually get a get a pause in there. But they. Uh, I just think of like when you're doing a dry joke. But during the show, I did a little bit earlier. Yeah, oh, okay. When you were looking uh, maybe at your phone. I think that's what it was. And you were doing just looking at your phone. Oh, okay. Uh, noises while mm. we were on, and mm. that's totally fine. That's fine. Uh, but when you're doing a dry joke, and it's not necessarily a setup, boom, and you're like, oh, you would have had to work on that one for at least a couple of weeks. Just like a weird little pause yeah. aside, yeah. subtle little joke, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh man, you got to have a lot of faith in in the thing that you wrote probably last year yeah. that you're now that you're now animating uh, in, in present day. It's like, holy moly! Yeah, if we were well, we didn't know people. This is people know we weren't actually. We kind of you kind of knew that Nick Park was coming. I didn't really know Nick Park. was No, coming. I sort of. It was a possibility. It was a possibility. Yeah. So we didn't really. We weren't prepared for him to be yeah. here. Those would have been good questions to ask. Think questions like, how much ends up on the cutting room floor of things that you animate? Like, give us like a ballpark percentage of, you know, we do this amount of, amount of work, but this amount ends up on the floor because it doesn't work. We animated it. We, you know, we, we shot it. We edited it together. We looked at it and decided it didn't work. And so out it went, you know, and I'm sure, I mean, I know that they do storyboards and things like that. But once, once you look at it as an as a edited piece, then that's when you really can see how things are working or whether you need to maybe do add more pauses and, and things like that, like yeah. have a little more breaks. It's a, yeah, it's an interesting situation. Uh, I remember when I was in... Uh, it's a real art. And when you talk about like the impact that uh, that he's had, like um, when I was in England, I don't know if it was the last visit I did or the visit before, but it was when they had the fire at Ardman Studios. Are you familiar with this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so much of the work got destroyed, the yeah. past models and what have you. Yeah. And it was the cover of everything mm. every every yeah, newspaper it was the it was like the second story on the news wow. it was just like yeah this is a country that cares about this yeah, stuff and the impact right. that you know sure. this well, work has had they've had that studio in their life since the in since the mid 70s yeah like for us you know it's we are quite we're basically latecomers to it for them it's a big part of their childhood the characters that are been Illustrated it even be before like, Nick Park. It would be like there. if the Muppets, if like uh, Muppet Studios, mm-hmm. that all went up in flames yeah. and all the original Muppets got burnt up. Mm-hmm. It would be mm-hmm. the same same deal. Yeah. But it's interesting. We don't realize that, you know, we're looking at the 20th Kermit the Frog and things like that. But but they do have the original ones there from like uh, I guess, Sam and yeah. Friends yeah. and what have yeah. you. Um, yeah, that obviously would be a sad thing. Yeah, there's a there was, is, should be a very good documentary on Netflix about Ardman Studios mm-hmm. that I watched. And it did cover the fire as well as their history and <clears throat> their, you know, because Ardman, like I say, it existed before Nick Park uh, came there. It was, a, you know, they were doing uh, these kind of, you know, sort of not claymation, can't call it claymation, but claymation style, you know, animated characters, kind of crude characters through through the early 70s. On for TV shows and things like that, and then oh, I didn't know. Okay. Yeah, and then it slowly grew, and then he joined them, and you know, obviously, it's much more sophisticated yeah. now what they're doing. And it caught fire in the good way. 
Then later it caught fire in the bad, <laughs> in the bad way. Yeah, but as we were saying, like... But uh, one of my favorite stories, oh, sorry, sorry to interrupt you, is, is something I'm really that, not saying anything much. Is that we, we um, talked about, I think I mentioned it on the show last week, which is that what I love so much is that they were doing pirates. They did all, they did all the, all the uh, maquettes and they did yeah. all, all these... They built all the sets so they could use them for the computer animation as modeling for the computer animation. But they fell in love with the the sets they made so much that they decided to do it as a live action one rather than as computer animated Mm -hmm. and did the, uh, you know, did the stop motion animation for that project instead of the computer animation that they'd planned. And I just love that story because it just, you know, it's so indicative of how much heart there is in it that, you know, you could fall in love with what you've created so much that you decide, you just want to play with it. And also that you've got enough uh, clout to make that happen. Mm. You know, normally it would be no, but there are their own studios, so yeah, that's the thing. You know, I was watching a thing about it's how it's big they, enough and small enough. Yeah, that I was can do this. Looking things. at a thing about how they do the mouths now, and uh, the mouths are all done with a three D printer. Mm. So they print up like all the different mouths and uh, diff- uh, yeah, and diff- just replace them as as you go. And mm. it's just like that sounds really interesting. That's a smart way to do it. Yeah, and they got the um, the uh, is it armatures? Is that what they call it? Sure, the yeah, skeleton. Yeah. Uh, but Ardman's got like some of those uh, for sale now that you can use. Uh, do build your own. Uh... Build your own, yeah. And that legitimately, to me, like seems really interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was one of the first things I ever did uh, with a camera was me and my dad did a little uh, stop motion oh. uh, animation with, with cutouts. Yeah. Um, and South Park style. South Park style. That's right. Oh, it was so filthy back then. Um, <laughs> yeah, and we've, I've, I've, I've got it's just a clown that like you know throws his hat on and goes out, and mm. then uh, we're gonna do a whole thing where a flying saucer lands and some other stuff occurs. But then the bulb got too hot and it all you know oh. had to stop. And oh, okay, we, we we never got back to it. Mm. Uh, but but you know it's a thrilling story of a clown getting ready for something <laughs> and then uh, aliens uh, show up. And I did all the cutouts and drew everything yeah, and put it yeah. all together. And it yeah. was it was really interesting, and I wish I wish I'd uh, been able to complete that. So was this with like a Super Eight camera that you could do frame by frame? Yes, that's what it was. Okay, yeah. neat. Uh, it, what what happened? I always wanted one, but we never had a camera like that. We never had like a a film camera. Yeah, like and nowadays, of course, you can do it all with your phone. It's Ugh. it's it's nowadays it's, nowadays. Um, but yeah, it's just something that's so fascinating to me. I used to watch a TV show. Uh, called Zoom, yes, and they would have a lot of stop motion things like that that kids would send in, and I think that's what I was trying to do was make one of those things to send into to send into Zoom. But of course, because it's a kids thing, uh, it's uh, nicely cut out characters, and it all goes to violence immediately, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and everything's exploding. Yeah, that's what yeah. almost every one of them was just like the birthday party, happy birthday, because they all do their own voices. Yeah, and then like kaboom goes the cake, and everyone's like just mangled. Mess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, you're kids. And also, it's a fun way to end something. Sure. Because you can destroy what you created. We're right now trying to do a little short uh, live thing and uh, trying to figure out how to explode a certain thing that's uh, going to be very difficult to explode. Hmm. Uh, but we're, we're trying to figure it out right now. So I'm still exploding things, I guess. Can't go wrong with an M80. Yeah, we're probably going to have to shoot it in the house, so maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, don't do or that. in the woods, and even even that is not that cool anymore to uh, to go out in the woods with explosives. Yeah, yeah. Excuse me. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, yeah, I mean, in the house, uh, I don't. I guess you could use an air compressor and just have something inside it that you can pop. This is probably what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna do that. Yeah, we first of all we made it a period piece. That's smart. Mm. Secondly, we've made it something with explosions. That's smart. But I really <laughs> like the gag. So, yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. 
That's necessity is the mother of invention. Mm-hmm. Who's the father of invention? Who is the father of invention? Uh, capitalism. Oh, interesting. I'm picturing <laughs> looking like rich, rich uncle penny bags from uh, <laughs> that's Monopoly. A, that's exactly what 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 uh, it looks like. The father of invention. Yeah. Yep. Is that I his s- name? Penny bags. Yeah. Uncle Pennybags. <laughs> Uncle Pennybags. It's weird when you see now, um, you know how you got different Monopoly games, like yeah. you've got, you know, the Clue Monopoly game or Simpsons Monopoly game. There's mm. a Disney Monopoly okay. game and you just go, we know, <laughs> we know that's what you are. You can't be the Disney Monopoly game anymore because that's what you are. Yeah, there's yeah. No, I, there's no ironic distance. Mm. No, mm. That's, not, that's not the thing at all. Yeah, I heard they cleared the decks at Fox Studios. So, uh, oh, is that right? Yeah, they swept a clean, a uh, new broom sweeps clean, as they say. Okay. So lots of bodies flying out the windows at Fox Studio this this week. It's too bad, and so sad. No, it is sad. <laughs> Sorry to say. It well, like there's that. a bit of that going on in a lot of places. Uh, DC uh, Comics, for some reason as well, is also just doing a whole bunch of that business, mm, mm. you know. And we'll see. We'll see where things all land. We will see. Yes, it's. The bean counters have taken over. I may have to at some point go to Disneyland if they do have uh, Marvel stuff there. That don't, may just don't they have it now? Uh, yeah, but not to the degree they're going okay. to. Okay, like yeah, they do have like the Guardians of the Galaxy. You've never been to Disneyland. I've never been to Disneyland. My parents never uh, never went. So as a child, I couldn't go. You on couldn't my go in your own. No, it's very difficult to do that. And normally, I'm not uh, when I'm in California. I've got work to do or something, yep. and so I don't yep. have time. I don't go there and for you don't, vacation. And you're an adult, and you don't have. Like a nostalgic element. Well, to it seems it. Like, you know, I do like most of the stuff that's there, and so I've got a nostalgia for a lot of the things. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but you don't have a nostalgia for the rides because you've never been on them. No, and the people so. I know that have a nostalgia for the rides really have a nostalgia for the rides, like mm-hmm. a deep, 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 deep nostalgia for the rides. Yeah, because it's if you go as a kid, it's a it's a huge experience. Sure. It really is. Like you can't. It's hard to quantify how life not life altering but how i could see that you know what a what a big thing it is for you as a child to go there you know and it and speaking as an adult how disappointing it is to go back and have changes in those rides that you've you've treasured the memories of for so long and how important they were and then you go back and they've decided to you know piggyback nightmare nightmare on nightmare at christmas yeah whatever it's called you know, in the haunted mansion, for instance, and you're just like, "What kind of blasphemy is this?" You know, like what? I wonder my it... childhood, but it's not even my childhood because I went back as a as a young adult, yeah, and it was the relatively the same, and you know, it was still a great experience to go to those things. I bet, uh, I bet they wanted it just to be like the Eddie Murphy one, and then uh, the Eddie Murphy movie did so bad that they went, "What else we got? Nightmare uh, Before Christmas sounds good. Let's go with that." Because you know, uh, if I, no, because they Johnny Depped up the um, oh, yeah, it's of awful. The Caribbean. Oh, well, it's yeah, awful. yeah. But that's the thing. If yeah. you've got a hit movie that's connected to a ride, it's, you've got. I know, you, but it's weird, isn't it? Because it's the wrong way around. Like the the ride isn't isn't inspired by the movie. The movie is inspired by the ride. Right, but then the ride. But then got the ride inspired, inspired by the movie because yeah. the movie was such a big hit. So they actually added Jack Sparrow to some of the tableaus in in, in Pirates of the Caribbean and removed the uh, wench uh, auction. I think. Oh really? I believe so. Oh, it's too bad. Just because you know, it's, because the ride was a historical. Like buying a wench on the way well, out. No, because the, the, gift ri- shop. the ride was a historical ride. Like it was, it was supposed to be like this is interesting. About, yeah, it's like a- about this actual time period in America's past when you know Louisiana, New Orleans was this lawless place, and pirates could come and go at with with relative ease, and you know, and so it was kind of like this sort of weird part. 
you know, part thrill ride because it is a tunnel ride. It is you get into a boat and you go through water mm-hmm. and you go through a tunnel. So it's like a tunnel, tunnel ride. Tunnel love uh, type stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but then it has this fantastically complicated story and this great these great tableaus that you get to go past, you know, things that are occur in the movie, like the the, comp, the the guys in jail trying to lure the dog to come with a key and things like that are in the part of the ride. And so those were, were put into the film. And then, you know, but even things that are just weird, like you look up in the sky and there's there's stars above you and the clouds are moving. Mm. And, it, you know, it looks like a night sky. And it's very impressive, you know, and, it's just, and it's, it doesn't need to be there because why are you looking up? You're just looking up because you're curious. What is above us? Oh, they actually have... It's detail. It's yeah. really nice. But wouldn't they also reflect in the water below? Wouldn't I don't that? know. I'm not sure. Maybe. Okay. If it's a dark ride, I can yeah, see how the yeah. lights above would reflect below. So you get a nice surrounded... Yeah, you get a sense of, of surroundings and it is very nice. But now you go into it hmm. and and uh, it's got Davy Jones, you know, the tentacle-faced guy, hmm. is threatening you as you as you go Bill through. Nye is he's, up. Yeah. yeah, he's like projected onto like a waterfall as you go into the ride. And you're like, well, what is this garbage? And then you go in and then, yeah, then they're looking for Jack Sparrow and he's hiding in a barrel and you're just like, what's going on? Like, this is not, you know, even if the other one isn't truly history because it's a bunch of yeah. jokes that are strung along a historical, you know, time. Sure. Uh, it's still kind of fun. But yeah, I can I can see why the, the wench auction has been removed. I wonder if um, there could be a, a Disneyland somewhere or whatever you call it, what you would call it, you know, not Disney World or Disneyland, but it is the classic um rides and they just keep it as the classic rides or is that like un- unfeasible to do because there's a, there's definitely uh, but people would want to see them where they saw them they wouldn't yeah i guess see it they elsewhere. wouldn't want to go somewhere else there is when my daughter eve went down with her friend last year or the year before there was uh, last year last summer they went down and there was a guy there who had over time when no one cared about this stuff had bought all this disney Castoffs. Oh yes, he had okay. bought canoes. You know yeah. the canoes that you, that you ride around in the, in the, in the uh, Mississippi thingy and and all kinds of stuff. Like sure. he had they had the original paintings from the haunted mansion. The stretch the paintings that stretch out, out yeah, as, you, yeah. as, you, as, you, as you descend. That's pretty fantastic. And they were all he was auctioning them off because he wanted to. He was starting. He was wanted to contribute the money to charity. Uh, his he had a son who had a some sort of developmental problem and so he wanted to support this charity and so he was selling all this stuff which is great sounds good yeah it's a great great cause but he had a pop-up museum i saw order. a video of that yeah, yeah and i did too and i said to Eve, you should go see that but she didn't have time unfortunately if you could have bought anything from there what the paintings would you have bought? yeah oh they're fantastic yeah and they're good gags too because you, you know when you're a little kid it's this once again it's a detail that doesn't have to be there because for people who haven't been to Disneyland, the, the way the Haunted Mansion works is you go inside and you get into this kind of round elevator that takes you down to the cars that you sit in. And as you go down in this elevator, there's paintings that start with like looking like, you know, Uncle Albert and people like that. It The paintings str- slowly reveal more and more as you go. The frames stretch mm. as the elevator descends. And it each one is a gag. So Uncle Albert is in a boil is a pot of boiling water and someone else is in that, some other precarious situation a crocodile yeah someone's hanging over crocodiles yeah things like that and you're you're just like ah ha ha as a, so what do they thing. do now with <laughs> with the nightmare on elm street things is it still a gag or is it just a oh i recognize well those, those were characters. there when the nightmare on elm street stuff was there so i don't know if they've just replaced the paintings with with fresher versions of them which is possible or if they've changed them slightly because a pot of boiling water yeah, with natives is no longer considered au fait. yeah i do like the uh i do like the drawings though they're really nice yes they are drawings, yeah, yeah yeah and the problem with the nightmare on elm street stuff is that it because the ride is basically a giant mirror 
that you go around. And so a mirror is reflecting mm. you back to yourself with these ghostly elements, including you suddenly you suddenly pick up some hitchhikers at one point who are sitting between you and your and your and your partner in the in the car. But the Nightmare on Elm Street stuff is just projected on top of that. So you'll go along and you'll see like the original ballroom with the dancer, the ghostly dancers dancing. But then superimposed on that is all this junk from Nightmare on Elm Street. So you can see the original ride and then this kind of stuff clumsily mm. superimposed on it. And it's it's, it's pleasing Boo. for no one. Yeah. Did you ever go to um, Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum? Believe it or not? No. Okay. I'm going to spoil a thing from Ripley's. Please do. For you. Uh, and it's a it's a good bit, it's a good bit. Um, so listen, if you don't want Ripley spoiled, go ahead five minutes. Uh, in this, I'll let you. I'll yeah. give you some time. And we're going to give go. you five minutes. Here you go. So here's how here's how it goes. You go into the yeah. Ripley's Museum, and it's all you know. It's the history of uh, Ripley, and uh, you see some of the things sure. that you know fighting the aliens and but one of the first things, wearing that big suit thing. Yeah, they 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 give you some uh, stuff about people can do this or the yeah. tallest person did this or whatever, mm-hmm. and they say like good old um, Robert, whatever his name was. Yeah, it's like only one percent of people can fold their tongue this way, and only five oh, yeah. percent of people can fold their tongue this way, and they have a huh. mirror there, and people get in front of it, and they're doing the. Can thing. you fold your tongue? Um, I can fold my tongue. Can so you get they, sideways? Like wait, which way? Oh, that way? Oh, very nice. So <laughs> the, the, you would have liked this this, this thing <laughs> then. So it, it it you know gives you the percentage of yeah, what yeah. have you. So you go through the whole thing, mm. and then you get to the other side, and you see that that was a two way mirror, and then above uh. it is just like a sucker's born every minute. It's like none of that's true, and it's just like you get to laugh at the people making these uh, dumb oh, tongue faces great. into that's the thing. That's great. Yeah. That is a good gag. Yeah, and, and it's nice because you're like, ah, ha, 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 I'm laughing at you. Hey, I was being laughed exactly. at before. Yeah, it's, it's great. Very, very democratic. Yeah, it's a nice way of like, you know, playing a gag like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's fun. I do like that. That is a good gag. Hmm. I'm sure that's been done a lot of places. Could could be. Because you could have like a funhouse mirror that's a two-way mirror. Sure. Making, you know. Yeah, you have a yeah, you have the mirror mirror that makes you look nice and uh, fit with the big barrel chest or whatever. Is there one that does it? Well, yes, of course. I didn't it's know that. this kind of strongman mirror oh, that okay. gives you the uh, uh, big uh, v- exaggerated v- shape. Yeah, so like ah. it's flattering for the ladies and the gents, and everyone <laughs> does the pose, like the muscle man pose. Yeah, but yeah. if you were like somehow on the other side and you got sure. to see that, that'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, it would be kind of fun. What's your favorite thing at uh, Disneyland slash World to to go on? Still uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay, it. I just think it's. Uh, Speaking as a kid, and just the experience of it, the experience of it, and yeah, I just I've always my favorite rides are the themed rides that they did, like the Haunted Mansion, the Jungle Boat ride, the those things I think are just brilliantly fun rides. Like they obviously spent a lot of time thinking of how to how to improve existing rides. Like they're not they're not like they're not like new rides. You know that like I say, the Pirates of the Caribbean is essentially a ton of love ride. You know, only instead of scaring you into an embrace with your partner at some point in the ride, they you get yeah. this weird kind of story that that yeah. They, this is this is what and, I oh, and I, so imaginative. I like the idea. It's like what it's a tunnel of love, but we're going to make it our own. <laughs> yeah, it's a log ride. Yeah, oh, okay. Well, I know what a log ride is, but Splash Mountain. So sure. we're going to do is take it. Splash Mountain's great too, and that's a late one. I didn't go on that as a kid. That one was put, added when I when I was older. Now is that one based on Song of the South? It is based on Song of the Which South, which is weird yeah. that it would be a late one then. Yes, you know it is. Weird. They would go like, you know what? How about Song of the South? Sounds a good. movie we'll we'll never read. Release. Yeah, can't see any you, problem with that. You'll never, Here we go. Yeah, let's do her. It's very, and I think 
it is based on Song of the South, but it basically just uses the animals. There's no Uncle Remus. There's right. The, the, so, so in um, the wonderful world of Disney, they would often show the Br'er Rabbit stories, not mm-hmm. the Tar Baby, but yeah, they would yeah. show the Br'er Rabbit stories like the Briar Patch. Yeah. You know, cut. Yeah, yeah. You know, trim, yeah, trim, trim, trim. There you go. Sanitized for our generation. Yeah. yeah. So that, yeah. you know, and then later on, I'm sure, you know. I would have, I would like to see Song of the South. I, I'm, in, I'm interested in what it's like. Is have it, you never seen it? I've never seen it. Oh, okay. No. I have, and I'm not sure how I have, but okay. I assume it's yeah. not it's not hard to see. I'm sure it isn't. I mean, maybe if, I'd if spend... you're a gentleman with a computer, I'm sure that you can uh, many ways. And also, yeah. ethically, I don't think there's anything wrong with downloading it since you have no other options. Yeah, that's, that's but exactly to see it. Right. Yeah. So you know, you're yeah. not taking money out of uh, Roy Disney the Third's mouth. <laughs> and, I don't know. And should we worry? About, should we be worried about that? Are they going to remake Song of the South? No, they're not. Wow, that would be interesting. <laughs> I mean, how do you do it? Yeah, that's a good yeah, question. Yeah, that's an interesting idea. Because the source material itself, in terms of like cultural appropriation, it's cultural appropriation. Like, sure, sure. Yeah. Like the person who wrote those stories took, you know, popular stories that were told amongst the you know southern blacks of that of that time of that age, yeah. and then retold them in that vernacular or a, a type of sure. some sort of approximation of the, that vernacular, which makes them very hard to read those stories because they're full of that sort of you know, apostrophes, replacing letters. and When and did it go away? Because I think I remember it like being in theaters. Like, again, you know, and I grew up in the 70s. Yeah. Like, was it in theaters in the 70s? Did it come back? Yeah, I don't remember. I mean, again, I, I look back at things that And were, we would often go to see like re-releases by by The very first movie I ever saw, all I remember, and I probably told this before, is uh, is is Jungle Book. Because I remember clearly the very last scene of Jungle Book okay. of, uh, uh, I think it's Baloo and uh, maybe Sheer, not Sheer Can, that's the villain. Yeah. Uh, whoever the, uh, the, the the panther is walking yeah. walking along. And I remember that very clearly. And then that was the end of the movie. And I was like, mm. wow, I love movies. And I just <laughs> loved it. And then, and then we left and I went like, can we yeah. see another movie? And it was like, well, let's see what else is playing. And the other movie that was playing in the theater was Can I Do It Till I Need Glasses? Oh, the British British sex comedy. Was it a British sex comedy? Because Robin so. Williams was in it. it was oh, okay. Very maybe I'm getting movie. mixed up. Maybe I'm getting mixed up. And movie. it took me until I think probably 10 years ago until I got the joke. Mm, 10 years ago? Yeah. <laughs> You're just walking on the street and you went, oh. Right. And there's uh, there's, there's two there's two Robin Williams scenes. Yeah. One is a rape joke that I'm not going to say. The other joke is um, a person uh, is, uh, is 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 walking by, and there's a giant uh, eyeball mm. uh, outside of an office. Okay, and, as, uh, as you will find. And the and the um, and the person goes, uh, "Doctor, I'm having trouble with my vision." And he goes, uh, w- well, "What can I do about it? I'm a gynecologist." Mm. And he goes, "Well, why do you have the giant eyeball? Well, what am I supposed to put up there?" <laughs> <laughs> not bad. It's not a bad joke. It's a good joke. <laughs> I was sad that the Jungle Book was the new Jungle Book was pretty good because it spoiled my review that I had planned for it. Which was that Baloo, but yeah, I couldn't use it. Oh, that's it. nice. Yeah, uh, Mowgli, Mo problems. <laughs> you had to think for a second, Mowgli. I know. Mo I'm going problem. through like all the different uh, names. All I can think of Sheer Can and Baloo and uh, Bagheera. Is that the name of the panther? I, th- I think that's Bagheera. I think you right. What's the name? Wait, of Wait, no. Is it Nagira as the snake? Oh, you got me for that. I think because uh, <laughs> yeah. King Louis is the orangutan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. King Louis is the orangutan. 
Right. And and uh Mowgli um, is not how it was supposed to be pronounced. It's Mowgli. Don't, don't Mal- you Mowgli is the real. Don't you wish you had a hotline directly to us so you could say, you idiots? It's I know, we got so many Disney fans that are out there who have gone to these theme parks and uh, and uh, I've only know. been to Disneyland. I've never been to Disney World. Okay, and which and that's the Florida one? The the, the yeah, the Florida one was developed because uh, Walt Disney had bigger ideas, and he wanted like a fresh place to start. That he wasn't limited by by the, the property. More, uh, more alligators wandering this loosely through the park. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Because apparently, um, one feature of Disney World is like it has a whole underground part of itself for like for moving stuff around based and on underground comics of the time. Basically, that's right. Fritz the cat. That's and right. So you on. always pass Mister Natural as you go through these <laughs> underground passages. But I always find underground passages a fascinating thing. I just like the idea that there's this whole bustling world underneath you. Because often when you do, like if you go to like the Seattle Underground Tour, it's very disappointing because it turns out it's just because they elevated the city in order to make it less apt to flood. And so the things that were, you know, that already had been built at the, the former ground level were just left there and everything was built on top of that. But it's not like an extensive, like truly underground city, you know, like it's yeah. not like, there's not like, like skyscrapers going the opposite direction underneath Seattle, which would be much more fascinating. There's, um, In fact, why don't people do that when they have underground yeah. cities is have them go in the opposite direction of the city above them, like a mirror image of oh, itself. Oh, yeah, that would be a good idea. That'd be much more All cool. Right, when you build one, you do that. Uh, <laughs> back in the days of Expo 86, um, they used to take, now what do you call these things? The things that uh, go overhead, uh, like gondolas? Yeah, gondolas. Gondolas. Yeah. All right, yeah. good. Um, Another thing that, you, that Disneyland used to have and now it's gone. Why, why are people uh, not gondola happy anymore? I don't know. You're very, you're very, we went to Barcelona, Barcelona, sorry. Um, Barcelona. Uh, and they got a lot of gondolas there that mm-hmm. look like so romantic and amazing oh, yeah. and beautiful. It's dreamlike. Sure. But anyway, in the expo, we had the gondolas and you went, uh, you went up high and you would look down and they had these parking lots that you could drive into yeah. um, that went like one, one thing down. And uh, so, you know, at the beginning of the fair, there you go, you park your car down there and it's all great. Yeah. By the end of the fair, you would look down and half of it would be full of water. Like you couldn't park down there because they all flooded. Oh. And it was like almost like getting higher almost every time to the point where it's like, it's just waterland down there. You could go down there and swim underneath the streets. Like, oh. I don't know what's there now or what happened, but that was just always fascinating to me that like, oh, it, that parking lot just completely flooded. <laughs> what, what the hell happened? Now, to be fair, it's near a large body of water and a wall broke. Boom, yeah, that's going to flood everything. But is that what happened? It was just like so weird to watch it from above and just go, yikes. Because otherwise, if you're just walking, walking, you probably wouldn't see that. Yeah. But if you're in the gondola, you're like, shit, it's all like uh, all floody flooded down there. Huh. Pretty neat. And then it was like, yeah, what if you swam down there? It would just be so creepy and weird. You're right. The gondola has gone away. You know what else has gone away? The funicular. I, I Well, I will tell you I don't know what that is. Oh, well, it's like a, unless I'm mispronouncing it, it's, you know, the like a, a tram to take you up a hill. So, okay. So, like, for instance, if in former days, if you'd gone to Saint-Souci, the, the church in, in Paris. Yes. Which has very steep steps to walk up. Yes. In the old days, they had a funicular that you would get into and it would take you. You and your lady wife or whoever up yeah. up the. Uh, I'm and, trying to think. The last time I, I took one of those, and they they did have one in some California city, and I'm blanking on what it was. Okay, but done, and there are some places in Europe that still have those yeah. as well that we've yeah. been yeah. to. Yeah, well, yeah, anywhere that has like a steep climb. I mean, it's a hand. It would be a handy thing. I think at some point people just thought, oh, we might as well just walk. Here was the nice thing too when we were in Spain. Uh, we were going on a. You big, mean España? España. Uh, we're going on a, a walk through the city, and, it, and it's very, very hilly. Like, it's very, very 
deeply yeah. hilly. Yeah. And so you're walking down the street, and then all of a sudden you see there's an escalator in the street. Okay. Like out in the open. Yeah, yeah. Not covered. Mm. So it's like, well, what do you do in the rain? Does it just rain on the escalator? I guess it does. Do you take the escalator in the rain? Why not? Up? Like it feels slippery don't, and don't dangerous. Don't run. Don't run. Lots of thing. Yeah. It doesn't seem like so dangerous and and slippery and weird like to have an escalator like I, for, for, out in the open? I guess it depends what... Have you they, ever seen an escalator out in the open is what I'm saying? No, I never have. In the weather. No, but, but they've got But I don't live there. in Spain where they probably don't get as much rain as we get. But still, it does rain eventually. It, sure, it does rain. What are you going to do? But you I mean, Shut it down. I, they could, I mean, it might turn off in the rain. Oh, what do you do then? You got to walk up the insane hill? <laughs> you got to plan your life that way? Yes, you do. Yeah. It was such a when relief. When it's raining though, out, you, like you say... so great. When it's raining out, you, you say, let's not go that way. Okay. There's all these things when you go to Europe that you just go, this makes a lot of sense, rest <laughs> of the world. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't, because here, it would you know, it would only be running 60 or 40% of the time, because we... If you turn a, it off in the rain, but if yeah. you find a way, obviously, and they clearly maybe know a way yeah, to maybe not have sealed. it rust. Maybe it's all sealed. Maybe it's all the mechan- like the motors and stuff for that What do you sealed. do in the snow? If it, if it snows. This doesn't snow in Spain. It never snows? No. Well, I know the rain in Spain stays mainly on the plane, but I yeah. don't know the snow well, blows, the and so, so you shouldn't go. <laughs> snow blows. Yeah. Uh-huh. The rain in Spain stays mainly on the plane, so escalators are perfectly okay. All right, that makes uh, that makes good sense. I know I would love it, it I would rhymes lo- somewhat. So I would have it... loved one of those in Newestminster mm. back then. In fact, yep. something that we sometimes did, which they didn't like us doing, was there was a Bank of Montreal that had an escalator up to their second floor. Okay, and often we would just like take that up to the second floor so we could get off and just like oh, walk continue back on your up way to Douglas College. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you know we were young and we were tired. <laughs> you had no energy. That's the way. that's one of the signs of being oh, young. God, we were we were all on the way. To to dance class and we were just dragging our sorry asses <laughs> up that hill and it was like once we get to dance class then we got to use our legs mm. oh yeah boy howdy it's weird <laughs> i feel like and it, clearly i'm not because i'm like i'm 52 but like i feel like i'm in better going up a hill shape yeah. than i was when i was like you know 18 or 19 like that that to me was just oh and now i'm like you probably are I, I can climb up a hill i'm like a goat yeah I, I got no problems going up hills it always shocks me working with young people how how weak they are compared to push them down the hill and no just compared to like the other adults around like people who've been working for years mm. you know have developed work muscles so they you know they're used to like lifting and, and moving things whereas people who are teenagers they haven't they're not used they, they don't use their muscles to lift things yeah there and have been things. times when i've like with, been with my niece and nephew and uh, they get tired. Yeah. And I'm like, I know we've been doing the same amount of stuff. By the way, I also know you play soccer. You play hockey. <laughs> yeah. What the hell is going on? Sure. Why are you winded? How's this go? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah, maybe they're just bored. Because running like, around. Mm. Yeah, that's part of it, probably. Like I, I just remember as a as a when I was a teenager when when we were having the, my dad was having the pool put in our backyard, us three teenage boys being expected to dig a trench from our backyard down to the sidewalk in order to run the gas lines. Yeah. And so my dad, in order to save money, was, you know, using free labor, yeah. i.e. his children. And it was super hard work digging that. Like, I have never taken part in any badinage about, you know, guys leaning on their shovels, watching other people dig, you know, like municipal workers and stuff like that. Because F you, if you've never dug a ditch, you know why you need to stand and watch other people do it while you have a break because it is super hard to shovel. I know just how hard it is to it was like, fine. You know, we had to, we take had to shovel dirt down, like, into the garden yeah. and like we got a we got a big bag of dirt delivered huge. Yeah, and yeah. it's like I gotta get that to the backyard and sure. it's just like, oh it is a it is heavy. And it's weird because then like when I was work, uh, redoing my my shop and I had to dig around it to to re- replace the or to 
move and, and replace the big O, like the, not big O, whatever they call it. The Maybe they call it that. Anyway, the the drainage tile. Okay. For, you know, to take the water away from the, the walls of the shop. And the, the dummy who had built it had laid the drainage tile on the foundation against the wall so the water would come into the shop rather, aye, than, aye, aye. rather than go away. So then I had to like dig... You know, like three feet wide and then four feet down. Yeah. That guy, that guy. And I just did it by myself. Did and a I lot just, of weird architecture at your place. Yes, yeah. he was an idiot. And uh, yeah, so I mean, I just did it and I didn't think about it. Like, but when I was a teenager, I would have been laying on the ground dead. But you know, sure. as an adult, I was just like, well, gotta dig this giant trench. So I just did it. Yeah, the guys in Supernatural make it look so easy. Those yeah, guys can dig a good. They sure grave. do. You know that makes it look easy. Also, the editing in Supernatural sure. that also really makes. It but look also easy. in every gangster movie ever, where it's like, let's take him out to the woods and dig a grave and yeah. then throw his body in there. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, and these are all big guys who yeah, just yeah. live on pasta and yeah. you know are are just not in shape, dudes. None of them is hitting the yeah. gym, yeah. and yet all of them seem to like you know. By the time you've dug the grave, mm-hmm. go. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. Like, no, you would just be a big sweaty bag of nothing. Maybe you take off your jacket, you know, but where's the sweat stains, Jack? Yeah. Where's the sweat stains? You know, all you got to do is like wait for the gangsters to come back home and just go, hey, sweaty, huh? So killed a guy, you say. <laughs> and then you just follow the trail of sweat back to it and probably dig the it's, guy up. Oh, I can't even imagine doing that, like digging in the woods. When Noisy died, our chicken died, I buried her in the woods, like at the end of our street. And I went and I dug a deep hole because I didn't want... I didn't want animals. Sure. But it was really hard because there's all the tree roots that you're having to, to oh, yeah. chop your way through with your shovel. Oh, yeah. and, and you're just digging away and digging away. And, and we and also we live in Aldergrove, which is, uh, we have like we have like six inches of soil and then 40 feet of clay. I think that's our, our soil. Yeah. And so that's pretty much. That's city's motto. Once you get, yes, that's exactly right. Alder hole. Once you get past this, uh, you know, nice little level of some dirt, you're just into the hardest thing you've ever dug in your life. And. I, you know, yeah, it's not, it's not plausible. All these things are not plausible. Like, that's why bodies get discovered. Because those guys go, oh, we're going to dig a hole. And then they get like about a foot down. They're like, fuck this. Just put well, the body in it and throw the dirt on top of it. And that's good enough. This is where, you know, cement overshoes makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Water. Like, throw them in the water. It sounds yeah. great. You don't have to dig water. I mean, he's got to come back up and we're all going to get busted. But at least we're not tired. Does he have to come up with cement shoes? Is he going to come back up? You know, eventually it's going to happen. You think so? Yeah, because, look, I don't want to get gross, but, like, the body is going to rot at some point. The body's going to rot, but I don't think it's going to rise. It'll just, it'll just de- decompose. A body? In, well, the body won't, won't it'll be, it'll be, it'll decompose in the water. Like, the fish will eat it. Yeah, the fish will eat it, but, like, and won't then there it'll be gases like, in the body that'll uh, make it uh, no, rise to the surface? No, I mean, only if they're trapped. But I think that, you know, the decomposition and, and the f- being eaten will, you know, soon it'll, you know, it'll just kind of decompose and, like, True just crime wash fans away. out there, is this what happens? Does the cement overshoes thing work? Because it seems like in every uh, TV show they, they yeah. find the body because it's a floating body always. Like the, oh, well, sometimes they drag the river, yeah, and then they they find oh, we found it, yeah. I'm like oh, jeez. <laughs> you know, though almost always. I mean, yeah. admittedly, it's a sad thing when you got to drag mm-hmm. the river in a TV show. And I'm just yeah. talking TV shows, not in real life, because let's not get mm, sad. But when they're dragging the when dragging the the river in the TV shows, it's always a nice day. So it was such a nice day, and you feel like one of them must just turn and go like. You know how it's always a nice day when we're dragging the river for the bodies? <laughs> it's really nice, isn't it? Yeah. And by the way, and they turn to each other and go like, the um, detectives are very good looking. Did you ever notice that? Like, yeah, I know. The lead detectives, very attractive. I know. Surprisingly so for detectives. There's not an uggo in the bunch. I know. Gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. You think they like uh, were like, uh, you know, kind of models first and then they became this. I know. Speaking of uh, handsome detectives, there's that show Cardinal. 
Okay, it just made yes. me think of that because in the latest, the last season, there was a uh, two bodies that were hidden in a like t- like roped into a boat, and then the boat was capsized and sunk. Okay, and then it sat in the bottom for twenty years or whatever, and the bodies were still there, and they didn't. Oh, okay. They didn't get away or whatever. I think there's well, ways to do it. I'll tell you. I know one. Of, I know the head writer for that. So. Oh uh, really? Yeah. Give them my compliments. We're working on something right now. Give them my compliments. I yeah. I, I quite she's enjoy very, that show. She's very nice. I quite um, enjoy that show. Cardinal, everyone, with uh, Billy. Yeah, Billy Campbell. Billy Campbell, yes. Yeah, he's quite good on it. Does a good. He does a good Canadian accent in that show. He um, doesn't over. As, it doesn't overdo it. As we've said before, he did appear on an episode of the Critical Hit Show, our live yeah kind of uh, role playing show, and he was swell. He was swell, and he impregnated in the show one of our characters who yeah. was a werewolf, and then she gave birth to a bunch of puppies, and those puppies still remain in the woods of uh, of our uh, environment. Yeah, that are half uh, half Billy Campbell, and uh, <laughs> I think his name was Max Falcon, Max Adventurer. Falcon. Okay, yeah, wow. we got to get Max Falcon back. That's fun that you did that. I guess he was filming. That's Cardinal at that time. Because no, he was fili- filming uh, the killing at that time. Oh, okay, because there were episodes. That um, where his daughter was going to university, and they were filmed at UBC, which I thought was very yeah, strange. It was the killing, and he also had another show that was here as well before. I think Cardinal. Mm. I think there was one in in between that. Okay, uh, wait, Ordinal. It was one about a virus. That was a number joke, everyone. That was very good, but it was the one about a virus. Oh, it was like something you know, disease or contagion or yeah, something yeah. along those lines. Sure, yeah, sure. Entourage. He is he is uh, our generation's Greg Evigan. How so? Because he's in everything. Was Greg Ev- Evigan in everything? Lord Almighty, yes. I don't remember him. All I remember him is in his show that he became famous for, the terribly named BJ and the Bear. BJ and the Bear, My Two Dads. Don't remember that. You don't remember My Two Dads? Nope, no. Okay, that's a little... Okay, that shows your age a tiny bit. It was him and Paul Reiser as uh, one dad was uptight, one dad was cool, okay. and they were raising a daughter, and they didn't know which one was the dad. And they didn't want to know, and they were having a good time. Okay. So, so, so he does that. Uh, did the did, mother pass away? Um, I Probably. That seems okay. how it goes in a sitcom. Sure. He also did A Year at the Top, but that was just like a very brief Once thing. Again, don't remember that. Okay, A Year at the Top was him and Paul Schaefer. They're two magi- musicians <laughs> who sell their soul to the devil for a year of fame. Okay. And one of the songs that they do they did actually became a hit huh. song. Uh, yeah, it's called A Year at the Top. He did. I worked on Big Sound with him, mm. um, which was kind of a parody of the music industry. Um, the other thing he did was uh, Tech War. And he did just a wide variety yeah, of other okay. sitcoms. Like I'm glad he's he was one of these guys that works like consistently. Yeah, I'm glad to and hear we, he was a good a working actor and was a super sweet guy as mm, well. Mm. Uh, from the brief time that uh, that that I worked on that uh, series with him, before he ran screaming out the door, we had, I can't take it anymore. We had sad things in our lives that we had to oh, okay. uh, leave. Both, I'll just say it quick. Uh, me and my friend Roger, we were writing partners on the show, and yeah. both of our dads uh, uh, were dying. Oh. that uh, basically around the time that we both got oh, hired. That's terrible. So we we just couldn't focus on that mm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, later on, um, afterwards, uh, we were invited back to write an episode of the show together, mm. and which was really nice, and uh, and that was like one of the most fun things. And David uh, Steinberg was the producer on the show. Sure. He also appeared in this okay. episode, and they all said it was like one of the most fun episodes they they did. Oh, that's we good. Wrote kind of a Rashomon uh, episode, which I was, see, which was really really fun. Yeah. Cool. Uh, you can watch that show nowhere. It just is nowhere. You can't see it anywhere. <laughs> That's but, too bad. Uh, yeah, it had all these 
different celebrities in it. Like I was, but but we'd always like write for a certain celebrity, couldn't get that celebrity, and then we got a different celebrity. Uh. Like an example would be, I forget who we were supposed to get, but it was someone, oh, Brian Adams. I don't think we got Brian Adams, so okay. we got MC Hammer instead. Oh, like they're interchangeable. And uh, there was one where it was another, it was another uh, performer that was like a really, really big name, couldn't get them. So we got, who was the guitar player that was not Sting from the police? Andy Summer. Wasn't he the drummer? No, that's Stuart Copeland. You know what? I'm sorry. It was Stuart Copeland. Oh, you got the drummer, Stuart Copeland. We got Copeland. the drummer, Stuart Copeland. So okay. I wrote a bunch of stuff for Stuart yeah, it, Copeland. It didn't make sense to me that Andy Summer would be on the show. Very but good. Stuart Copeland, I can see that as a yep. thing. And Jan Arden was on a bunch of episodes. Brent Butt was on a bunch of episodes. He was a roadie. And uh, he was kind of a Silent Bob type mm. character. Um, so, yeah. It was a weird little show that... Uh, was it good? <laughs> but uh, it, it, sadly, it wasn't as good. Its heart was in the right place. It wasn't as good as another show that was on at the same time about the music industry, which was the Chris Isaac show. Mm, which I remember was that show. A little bit yes. uh, tighter and a little bit funnier. That show I watched. Yeah, but the, what happened to him? We were asking the other day, me and my wife. He's still performing. Is he still performing? Yep. Because yep. he was like everywhere. He was acting and everything. He was in the yeah. Fire Walk with me. I don't know. I don't know. He why was like on not... all the talk shows. He yeah. was a hilarious guy. And I was like, where'd he go? Yeah, he had his he had his moment, and then he. And he just, just, I think, yeah, I think it was his choice more than okay. anything. Some people don't don't dig it. He was just like a, a good looking bit of business that you sure know, was, also, and he also wrote good songs. Yeah, he has a, some nice acting chops. Yeah, I was sorry in the uh, new Twin Peaks series that he didn't come back. That would have been interesting. Yeah, it would have been just interesting to follow up on his character's his appearance. Him and Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, yeah, and listen, don't tell me you couldn't get Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> Well, he was busy. Was he? Wait, Kiefer Sutherland is a name. Like, I don't think he's a cheap, cheap get. Do you think he's a cheap get? I think he get Like, he did those 24 shows. Yeah, and he's in Designated now he's, Survivor. He's now. a Designated Survivor now, which is essentially 24. Mm, Isn't it? No, it's the opposite. It's the same thing. It's, it's the, exactly no, the same No, it's the opposite of 24. It's the, what is is it? Yeah. How so? Uh, because uh, in 24, he's the guy who would torture and, you know, do all these kind of things. Yeah. And For he, a good cause. Let's point that out. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, and then the uh, designated survivor character is quite the opposite on that, or at least oh, okay. you think he is. Some stuff happened in the most recent season. There but you he go, is everyone. Like, it's the he same is the as... guy who does things the right way. I see. In uh, in, in designated survivor, a very different political stand than the. Uh, they would not get along that president <laughs> and Jack Bauer. He wasn't a president, but he was the. He was president in de- designated survivor. Yeah, but not in twenty four. He was not a president in twenty four. Yeah. No, he was an agent. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe for a made-up uh, organization. What was it made up? I believe it so. It wasn't real, hey? I can't believe it. They made up a thing for a TV show. Yeah, so you could have Damn. different rules. That... And he was a vampire as well, and he wasn't a real vampire in that Lost Boys thing. My God. I'm and then, so as one, he was a real jerk in Stand By Me. That's right, he was a bully. He was a good bully. He was a creepy bully. <laughs> That's one of the creepiest characters in a, any Stephen King thing to me. Uh, is that, like right? that guy. That huh. guy's dangerous. That's a bored teenager. Interesting. Who may have access... You know, who you pulled a gun on. Mm. Now, that guy's way more dangerous than any uh, alien clown that you might find in Does a Does he store. pull the gun on the... In the Stand By Me? Yeah. Uh, uh, I think it's the Corey Feldman character, I think, or it was one of the kids, yeah. pulls a gun on Kiefer Sutherland oh, okay. to get him to back off. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, that solved that problem. Until tomorrow, yeah, yeah. you got to carry that gun with you for the rest of your life. And then, you know, push comes to shove, you, you do get older, and you turn into Richard Dreyfus. And who wants that? Poor kids. <laughs> the bullies in it are also really terrible. Are they? Yeah, I guess they are. Yeah, they're yeah. like that sort of like 
Well, even one of the kids in it is just kind of like, is this, are we getting like, is this necessary? Like basically what he is asking, like, are we getting carried away with this nonsense? The guy's like, no, we have to, whatever we're doing. Yeah. And maybe he's possessed by Pennywise or he's under the influence of Derry. The, the town is kind of like a, you know, it's like psychically a not great place to be and he's affected by it. Did they stop doing... Did you see the new It? Because I know you, no. you watched the old It, right? Yes. But you didn't no, see the I'm new not one. really that interested in seeing mm. that kind of stuff. Not right now. Maybe later on. It was on. okay. Yeah, it no, was okay. Uh, Pia liked it. I thought they did a. I thought they did a okay... You know, like, to me, the source material yeah. is okay. So you can't, like, go past okay. They didn't have the uh, orgy in the sewer, eh? No, that seems really weird. <laughs> seems really weird. <laughs> yeah. And inappropriate. I don't even remember that. I read the book... Mm-hmm. I read Does the it book. seem like the writer was on cocaine at the time? I was, yeah, was, yeah I heard that. Uh, I was working a, a graveyard shift at the time, and I, and I, I had nothing to read. So I ended How about up, graveyard shift? Wasn't that right? That's by a Stephen good King story. Well? Yeah, that's a good story. It's no, a short story. You're on I've, graveyard shift, you might want to like read that. I've talked about it before, but that that's from a Night Shift, the book that I read, thinking it was a novel. Okay. And getting really confused by how each <laughs> chapter was going. I couldn't understand. Like, I was just like, what? I read collections of short stories, but only in school, so it didn't yeah. occur to me that and they I'm would exist. This Twilight Zone TV show. Yeah, yeah. What the hell? Okay, like, that, I must have missed a couple a episodes. TV show I could understand, but I never had read a collection of short stories outside of a class, classroom. Oh, all right. And so here's this book. That, and I'd already read a bunch of novels by this author. And so I was just like, well, here's a new novel. Here's a novel I haven't read there by him. So I started reading. I was just like, oh, okay, the Salem's Lot. This is really cool. Like, I, Or Ju- Jerusalem's Lot, it's called in the first one. It's very like kind of H.P. Uh, uh, Lovecraftian kind of story by okay. Stephen King. This is cool. And then we go into this book called Graveyard Shift where there's this rat-infested mill and they're going to like, you know, get rid of them and then bad things happen. And I'm like, okay, this is weird. Maybe it's is it located the same place as the... As the old, the, the original story, which took place in the past, is this like kind of like a, some sort of weird, kind of like haunted, you know, or like supernatural place where whatever is situated there, bad things will happen. Okay, that's neat. Next story, an astronaut has come back and he has aliens in his hands. <laughs> he said, "These, oh, what's okay? I can't quite figure out how this meets." And then, and then I realized finally, I think by the time I got to the fourth story, I'm like, "Oh, they're short stories." <laughs> Okay. No, what's great though? I was in grade eight. Come I, on, everyone. I do like though that you tried to put it all together. It'd yeah, interesting. Yeah. I was in grade eight. I didn't know. I just had never outside of a classroom. I had never experienced a, an anthology of you know. And when I was saying the Twilight Zone thing, um, you know, if you do watch the new Twilight Zone, there is an episode that kind of ties some stuff together. Mm. So, and they do like doing the cutesy cutesy thing. Yeah, like, yeah. Put stuff in the background. That, yeah, the original one was written at a time when people didn't care about that kind of stuff. No, TV yeah. was new. They were just happy that they're it was in happy focus. Well, even that, or just bit people, you know, they're just happy. Like, you know, stories are stories. They well, they were also worried about together getting in some uh, way. you know atomic bomb attack. So you know they had a Whatever. lot of stuff on their mind. But I mean, it just didn't matter to them. It was just like well, a it was such time. a new. Th- no, you wouldn't. You wouldn't like, also expect they nowadays. would watch. The, well, also you wouldn't. I don't know if they had reruns then. You know, you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't be think... able to tape it. You wouldn't be able yeah. to look back on it. Mm-hmm. You're all mm-hmm. just going from memory. Yeah. You know, good luck. From thing to thing. Yeah, because, you know, they, those were the days of, like, the summer replacement shows where you didn't have reruns. You had, like, a new show that was introduced to maybe, if it was popular enough during the summer, it would get a continuation into the fall. I was trying to think of the first show that did the Simpsons thing of, like, rewarded you for looking in the background. Mm-hmm. And I, to, to my mind, and uh, hey... This might be a question of the week, you know, or whatever, you know, or maybe not. Just let me know if you can think of one. Yeah. It would be Police Squad. Police okay. Squad was one of those shows yeah. that you wouldn't yeah. casually watch. You would watch because there would always be business going mm-hmm. on in the background. Mm-hmm. You know, did you miss this? Did you see this? Yeah. And, you know, it was before 
VHS was like popular. Yeah. And then, you know, when you got it on VHS, it was like, pause. Okay, read all the signs, pause. And it's like, who is this for? Yeah. Like, you couldn't do this before. So I guess the only thing before that were, would have been like Looney Tunes cartoons. But that wasn't for, well. Are you talking the made for TV ones or the the, the made for the, mo- the like the shorts? So that's the yeah, thing that I saw on television. Yeah, those weren't for television. Yeah, no, that's right. And they were supposed to be projected so large yeah. that you could read background signs and yeah. details that you could never see on a television yeah. screen. Yeah, no, I can't think of anything that was that complicated before that time. Or a mystery show that would reward you for for seeing things in the background mm-hmm. or extra things. Yeah, yeah. You know, back then, I don't know. If you can think of one, let us know. Please do. Yeah. Um, Please let us know. Speaking of uh, questions, we're, we've got like uh, two weeks worth of questions to, uh, to kind of... Well, we don't really have two weeks worth of questions because we didn't ask a question last week. But we that's do have... That's true. We got two weeks... We have some we responses have to... to two that's weeks right. worth of responses to look at. All right. Now, I'm telling you, I'm reading this off a smaller screen than I normally would, so I apologize for this. Uh, you know, uh, our question uh, of the week... Two weeks ago, we didn't have one last week because we had infinite guests. Our question of the week last week was, how did we get all these people? Yeah. Again, I love that uh, I used to have to go out to see uh, David M. And now he comes to my house. That is convenient. (laughs) It's very nice. Convenient. It's one of the first concerts um, I I saw with my wife, though we didn't know each other yet. Yeah. Was at the, um, uh, what was it? Cruel Elephant. Cruel Elephant, I think. Now, if you go to the Cannibal Cafe... On Commercial Street, they've yes. got posters there for Star Trek, which is a play I did. They got two posters for Star Trek. Yeah. Next, nice. to, next to that is a poster you did. Yeah. For No Fun on Drugs. Yeah, that's right. Was that at the Cruel Elephant? That was at the Cruel Elephant show. Yeah. That yeah. might be the show that we're that we're talking Could about. Could be. They also did some, a Christmas show there. And interestingly, it wasn't a Christmas show that, uh, that we saw. Okay. I think. Interestingly, um, David is putting on a new a new uh, like a he's reviving No Fun on Drugs. Um, I think. The weekend of the 18th, the Sunday, will be a newest minster at the Heritage Grill doing it. And then the following week, probably on the Monday, we'll be at, we'll be more local at the Princeton Pub oh, cool. on Powell Street doing the show. Both of the shows start at 8 o'clock, I believe, or 8.30. So if you want to come and watch me do things like hold cards and Gorgo bars for the Gorgo ads uh-huh. and occasionally play uh shakers and stuff like that, you are welcome to come and see well, why us. Don't we put, why don't we put that in? And I know for a fact that he'll be doing... I just dropped in to see what condition my condition oh, was nice. in, which he played last week. Yeah, he'll do it He live. added Sneaky Dragon into it, but I, oh, I thought, ah, sweet. David's been rehearsing this for the, the drug show, so that's why he's, the song is fresh in his mind. I would say, uh, let's put that on our website, SneakyDragon.com, that information, sure, sure. Uh, because he was one of the few people that we did not ask, what are you up to next? Because David comes in and blows out. He's yeah, he gone. does. He's, he's like gone. the wind. Like... <laughs> you can't ask him a question. Well, he's, he works, so he had to he had to get ready for work sure. and head out. So last uh, two weeks ago, we asked, what's something you add to your food that makes people say, what? And the sub-question <laughs> was, uh, what's the most recent food that someone introduced to you? So our friend uh, Sarah Walsh said, I feel like I've answered this one before. Well, then forget it. All right, let's see I, what's I did feel that way, too. When I was writing it out, I was like, I think we've done this one before. And I looked back through my, my show notes yeah. in, my, I have, in my book, like my little book of all the show notes I write it. it and I, I couldn't find it, though, so I thought, oh, this must have been something that we just brought up in the show. Could be. Not as a question of the week, but this is something we brought up. 
All right. So Sarah says, uh, I put ketchup on a few strange things. Homemade tacos, grilled cheese Weird. sandwiches. Weird. That's good. And a, uh, a specific uh, restaurant's tuna melt. I also tuna make okay. a sauce made of mayonnaise and a tiny bit of soy sauce, which is really good on broccoli or asparagus. Yes, mayonnaise on uh, asparagus is good. You could also throw a little bit of lemon, but I'm not going to tell you your business. Uh, <laughs> but most people just look at me funny and won't even try it. Their uh. loss, I guess. Indeed, their loss. Indeed. Weird. Uh, the only food. It's I- not weird though. I, I, I'll just say, and someone else is going to bring it up, but I, I, I like a, like a sriracha mayo on a stir fry. Okay, that's very good. Would you ever try a Miracle Whip sriracha thing? Because you enjoy a Miracle Whip. Yeah, yeah. I'd say I'd say you should give that a shot. That is an easy thing to make. Uh, but I prefer Miracle Whip despite itself. If I'm making like a like a aioli, yeah. like a garlic aioli or something, I use mayonnaise because I prefer like it's just like a base. That kind of a neutral base, and it doesn't have a bunch of stuff already in it. Okay. So you're just building from there and adding your lemon. And I don't know if I've whatever. mentioned this before, but uh, many, many years ago, someone said, hey, you know how you make honey mustard sauce? You just put honey and mustard together. I'm like, oh, okay. That's not true. So I did that, and I uh, was like, nope, it's garbage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then uh, later on, I found out, add mayonnaise to that as well. Mix mm. that all together, a little bit of salt, boom, that is the best um, honey mustard sauce you're going to have. And that's why... Mayo is good, or Miracle Whip is good on a hot dog because you get that kind of aioli effect with the mustard and the, and the, the mayonnaise together. And if you want to make a cocktail sauce, that is um, ketchup, horseradish, and uh, and Worcestershire sauce. And a penis. And a penis. Mm-hmm. Anyway, go on. Well, I wish you all a penis. <laughs> Happiness. Uh, the only food I can think I'm sorry, Sarah, to like be saying the word penis and going right back into your Yeah, mouth. what a thing to do in the middle of her... Yeah, let me eat some honey mustard sauce first. Mm, Let's all cleanse the palate. The only food I can think of that I started liking recently is yellow curry. I Mm. tried uh, Thai food several times before and never liked it. And finally, someone talked me into trying some yellow curry on chicken vegetables with rice, and it was actually really good. You are correct. Mm. It is still the only Thai food that I like. Have you had a pad thai? It's pretty amazing. And you can add what you want to it. I think she's had a pad thai. Have have, Have it again. Um, the first Thai food I ever had was great, and ever since then it's been okay. Have you had a pad Thai? A really good pad Thai? I don't know if I've had a pad Thai. It doesn't appeal to me like in the things I've read. Okay. I, I don't know. All right. I fine. might have. We're going to go for pizza after this, so don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> it's still the only Thai food that I like, but at least uh, there's something I can eat there. Uh, I also had the good fortune uh, a few years ago to be invited to a dinner at my bandmate's house uh, while their apparently rich friend was visiting. Oh. And we had caviar with lemon juice uh. on mashed potatoes. It what? was surprisingly amazing. They told me uh, later that each serving cost well over $100. So that won't be anything I get to have again anytime <laughs> soon. The only uh, the first time I had caviar, I was working on the set of Twenty One Jump Street, and okay. I actually had it on the oh. uh, craft uh, services table. It was like nom 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 nom. Was it good? It was salty. If you wanted oh. something salty, I could see how on mashed potatoes actually would uh, it would counter it and be pretty good. Yeah, and it would, of course be that would be like something would horrify people who uh, care about such things. But yeah, lemon <laughs> juice is definitely good to have with that. Uh, while I'm answering questions about food, I might as well uh, catch up with a few older ones. Please do. I don't particularly like cooking, but I've been told I make a damn good Mexican lasagna thing. Layers of corn tortillas, refried beans, tomatoes, corn, mild chilies, cheese, etc. And that have a family good. recipe, yeah, called Spanish Delight. A casserole of ground turkey, diced tomatoes, corn, pasta, and cheese. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that. That's all the good things. I also make uh, good uh, stuffed potato skins and, of course, tacos. I allow a guest to choose their own condiments, but shockingly, nobody ever uses ketchup. The fools! 
The fools. I okay. don't know. Ketchup on tacos. Can't go there. Okay. Like, it's too sweet. Like, I, I prefer, uh, you know, I just prefer like, a salsa me, or something. People put, yeah, put a salsa on it. Mm-hmm. But like, you know. I know they're not super far distant, but the ketchup is very sweet, whereas salsa is not. It's So, um, uh, we got some uh, letters for last week's show mixed in with letters for, uh, you know, the show before. Chris Roberts writes, uh, what a fantastic way to mark 400 episodes with a 400th episode uh, show. You're right. You're... That probably was the best thing we could have done. I know. And we spent like three months trying to think of it. Yeah, and then it occurred to us well, we should just do a 400 show. Yeah, we're going to do a 500 show. And yeah, just like skip it. <laughs> and uh, then you went, no, that's math. cheating. Because Dave's a real math Nazi. You know me. Uh, congratulations, Ian and Dave, for Thank an you. outstanding show this week, and thanks to all the wonderful guests. Man, I love this podcast. That's very sweet of you. Uh, picking up on last week's question, my sister puts mayonnaise on pizza, which is clearly an affront against all civilized I values. Agree. I agree with you. I, on the other hand. Uh, add mayo to stir-fry vegetables with noodles and soy sauce, which is delicious and not remotely weird. No, and I agree because I, obviously I would mention that I, I like a sriracha, sriracha, sriracha mayo sure. on my stir-fry. Yeah, but only if you can say the word sriracha mayo. Sriracha mayo. Hmm, okay. Sriracha mayo. Edward Dragensky says, uh, very happy 400th. Congratulations to everyone Thank responsible you. Thank for you, bringing Ed. Sneaky Dragon to this landmark episode. <laughs> uh, maybe if I write you guys enough, I could visit for the 500th episode. Maybe. Um, would you like to host it? You can host it. I'll take the week off. Uh, life goals. Uh, all around, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll find a way of getting you here. Um, wait, where do you live? We're not going to fly you in. Where are you? Okay. I know where he lives. Is it in Scotland? He lives in Texas. Oh, Texas? Yeah. Oh, well, Texas is the Scotland of America. Um, he lives in uh, Dallas. Dallas, Texas. Okay. That's from um, Mark's Brother Film, everyone. Well played. You can listen to full Marks if you want, our past um, series. That's how Ed discovered our show. That's why I oh, said nice that little one. joke. Uh, all around fun by all. What did I, I just went through second puberty there. It's evident <laughs> Sneaky Dragon fills the hearts puberty. of those who are uh, closest to it. Oh, that's again very, very sweet. As for what, the, say that again. What was that? Um, it's evident Sneaky Dragon fills the hearts of those who are closest to it. Oh, thank you, Ed. That's very true. As for the question it's of... It's very week, true. You're right. As for the... Shut up! I'm trying to read the second bit. <laughs> Filling my heart with love and kindness. Got it. Shut up! Sorry. Adeline. End At, bit. It's the second puberty. It's making me all hormonal. I think fourth As puberty. As for the question of the week from mm-hmm. last time. Yep. I enjoy a good liverwurst. Mm. Rotschenweiser sandwich with what? Onions. Sorry, what was that? Last oh, second fuck word? it! No, I'm not saying it again. Liverwurst and what? Read, read it yourself if you want. It was in brackets. Oh, a okay. Sandwich with onions, aged swish, swish, and uh, found out my weakness <laughs> and horseradish. Huh. Uh, my grandmother prepared these for me when I was young. Mm. Let me just tell you something about your grandmother, lovely lady. Clearly a smoker. Uh, and I've never lost the taste for them over the years. Uh, safe to say I repel everyone around me when I prepare a liverwurst sandwich. So far, I haven't met anyone who shares this taste with me. I had grandparents who were smokers. My yeah. grandmother stopped. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it would be like big chunks of raw onion on salads. Mm. That's yeah. also a British thing. It is, but it comes also from... Uh, I remember Lisa's uncle, who was not a smoker, he would, yeah, just walk around eating onions on bread. Sure. Like it was just a thing, thing yeah. that you would do. I know people, no one possibly I know would do that. people of that generation would eat them like an apple. Yeah, it's crazy. But uh, Ed, let me just say that please. I grew up, I grew up in a family that had no problem with with internal organs. It was just a regular thing in, in, in my household. We didn't eat liver because my mom hated liver, but okay. liverwurst was a common 
pate in our house. We didn't sure. really have it as a as a sandwich spread, but it was more like a cracker spread. And my mom would always, would always be available, and I would quite regularly, especially as a teenager, you know, like have forty crackers with liverwurst on it because you know dinner was only an hour away, so I needed to get in my ah, snack before. Yeah, you get your eating. Yeah, I get my eating cramp up. That's right. So that jaw I love liverwurst, and I, I kind of miss it. It's weird. I don't know if I could eat it now though, because. Why? Well, because I've I've lost the the palate for it. Oh. Because uh, see, also as a kid, we would have um, when we had stew, which was, stew was basically like just carrots, potatoes, and celery with meat. But my mom would always put kidney in it, right? And that was just how we had it, and I was really used to it. But a little while, so I always liked kidney. But a little while ago, I thought, oh, I'll have some steak and kidney pie, and I I couldn't eat the kidney because I have oh. not I've lost the palate for it because I just haven't had it for so long. That now it's overwhelming taste is just too much for me. Yeah, liverwurst we we have once in a while. Um, something that uh, my wife likes is to have it with a uh, little cream cheese as well, and that's a that's a pretty good mix mm-hmm. on a cracker. Yeah, it's a good cracker spread. Uh, um, I should I should get some actually. I, bu- about I bought it. some, it's been a while since I had I some. some deviled ham uh, a while back, and I haven't had it yet because mm. uh, I'm trying to be easy on my stomach. Uh, I see. Louise, you wait a minute. You. Louise, you were in the show. You're writing about the show and you were in the show? <laughs> That's very oh, meta. Oh, come on. Very meta, new What's Louise. going on? I don't know what's going on. Thank- oh, she's been kind. Damn it. <laughs> Being an asshole. Uh, thanks for a fun <laughs> evening, guys. Oh, you're uh, welcome, the discussion, uh, Thank you for making it fun, Louise. Yeah, flew off in the d- uh, direction of breakout movie of uh, George Siegel. <laughs> I was desperately mouthing, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? Why didn't you just say it? But that is a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. To no avail. A yes. Mike, Mike Nichol film. That's right. Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? Very um, good very good cast in that movie. Yeah, uh, Nichols. Mike Nichols. Nichols. Oh, sorry. Yep. Mike Nichols, yes. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Sorry, everyone. Uh, it's, uh, it's probably uh, the most prestigious uh, early film performance from him and yeah. the one that got him nominated for best supporting uh, the best supporting a- actor oscar yeah, yeah. nominated we had three people there who won one yeah. big freaking deal being nominated you know what i say it's a shame just to be nominated uh, it's a shame just to be nominated yeah uh the first huh. film uh, i saw him in in a movie theater was the hot rock from that's a great movie i Robert love that Redford. movie louise i've never seen it Louise, I'm fist bumping you through the through a podcast. Yeah, please don't do that. That's very rude. It was no, it's uh, not. it was likely the first PG movie and uh, heist hmm. uh, caper I ever saw as a kid. Yeah, so it made quite an impression on. Oh, me. it's a good movie, boy. It's so good. Ice. It's like a con, and it's like a con mixed I in with a like a good robbery. heist caper. She says, "Yeah, ah, oh, it's such a good film." Of that group of Jewish actors who were cast in leading roles in the 1970s, mm. I, I'm more of a James Con fan. Okay, uh, George Siegel's lead characters often had this air of uh, neurotic desperation as they're uh, pushed through the narrative uh, ringers of those screenplays. Yeah. I think Robot Chicken should produce a scene uh, from Sean Wick, Dave's suggestion, uh, a movie where Sean the Sheep uh, seeks out to avenge the killing of his friend, the farm dog. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd like it to be based in the 70s, so it's Sean Wick, pair of bell-bottoms. That was the joke I didn't tell last week, but I thought I'd, I thought everyone, I'm sure you wanted to hear it, everyone. You just, you, you were resentful of me for not, not going there. Draw it up. Sounds good. <laughs> we'll send it to him. Uh, Nigel writes, <laughs> yeah. I haven't actually listened yet, but congratulations on reaching 400. Thanks. Uh, when you listen, let us know what you think. Yeah, then you'll be sorry. Yeah. Do you have a question for this week, Dave? Gosh, I don't. I had one at the beginning of the show and I forgot okay, it. Okay, well, I'm going to throw one out, which is we we're talking about different rides uh, that from the past that uh, you Oh, yeah, ride. yeah. I'm going to say, what's your favorite ride? Like at an amusement park? I think park we asked this one before. Did we? Okay. Uh, what's your least favorite ride that you've ever <laughs> been on? I'm going to say the Wild Mouse. 
Oh, I love the Wild Most. That was a great. It was just a ride. jerky, jerky. Uh, it was a jerky snappy, necky time. It was. It was what great. is your least favorite ride? Because the whole thing about the Wild Most was to make you think you were going to die. Yeah, and that was great. Like because you couldn't see like the track. Yeah. And as you got to like the edge of the, tr- the track, it would suddenly like do this breakneck turn to the whatever direction. Yeah. And you I- can see you can see um, footage of. Because it was in many places. Yeah. You can see footage of the wild mouse on YouTube. That's so good. Uh, I remember getting on it one time with, with, with uh, one, of the, one of the kids. Because you can only go two in a car. And so like, Lisa was going in one with, with Mary or Eve. And I was going in one with Mary or, or Eve. And there was a ride before us. And a little girl got in it. And then they threw a bunch of sandbags in it. Uh, and I was like, oh, I wonder why they did that. But then I realized, sandbag. oh, in order so it didn't lose... Uh, momentum during the ride it needed a certain amount of weight oh, okay. in order to keep going because basically like the roller coaster all the momentum was in the beginning of the ride and then it's it got slower and slower as you went but you wouldn't want it to slow down to the point where the ride stopped and then there was a collision in the in the, in the on the track we'll sort of do a sub thing with the same question which is what's the scariest ride you've been on scariest ride yeah hmm scariest ride. well for me the scariest ride i've ever been on this is going to sound weird is the pirate chip ride okay I find that terrifying. That was the first. That was the first uh, out like scary quotes yeah, yeah. quotes ride that I was ever on. And because I'm a person who can quite easily go on to the wild beach party, you know, all the flipping up, flip up and down, and go yeah. in circles and all this stuff. Those are no problem to me. But as a tall person, I find it really quite terrifying when you reach that point where you're feel like you're falling forward. Because I do actually feel like I'm falling yeah. forward, like I'm gonna fall out of it, and then it goes down again, and I just find that really uncomfortable. All those other rides. Because a pirate ship, you're just sitting there. And all the other rides, you're strapped in. you got this thing over your head and, you know, pushing down on your chest. Sure. And I just feel, like, perfectly comfortable. I'm like, well, what could go wrong besides me fl- flying off and dying? What could go wrong? This is like, you're just, like, comfortably ensconced in this thing while you flip in the air and do all kinds of crazy stuff. Whereas on that ride, you're just, <laughs> you're just sitting there. And it's scary. It is a scary ride. My um, former uh, roommate, uh, Alan... Uh, went to went to an amusement park and he said that the scariest ride he'd ever gone on was yep. kind of the equivalent of uh, the Gravitron, you know, one of those ones okay. that uh, yep. just the uh, centrifugal force or is it centrifugal force pushes you against the wall. Yes. And, and that's all that's there. Like nothing's strapping you in. You're just pressed against the wall. But the gimmick on this ride was there mm-hmm. was no roof. So he's oh, so yeah, so neat. it's like open air. Yeah, yeah. So so he's in it, and again, he's a fairly tall guy, and he starts sliding up. And he's not stopping. And he's like, oh, if my neck goes above this, it's going to snap. And there's nothing I can do. Yeah. Like, there's no way of stopping myself from doing And he was just grabbing things, trying to stop himself from going up. And he went, like, this is a real flaw in this design. Uh, but yeah, he said that was the scariest ride that he'd ever been on. Because like, what happens? What happens if you go up above the... Uh, well, it, there's, a, there's a bar that prevents the, the, the plate from sliding up that far. It's the same on the Graviton as well. It okay. Doesn't, it doesn't... Um, so his fear was uh, was misplaced. It was misplaced. Very yes. good. Yes. I have been on that ride too where the bottom drops out and you're, you're, you're spinning. And it's fun. That's a fun but ride. But did you slide upwards? Oh, like, yeah. You always slide up. You slide on the Graviton as okay. well. That's how they're designed. And they have the, the bar that blocks you on the Graviton as well. Because you could conceivably, without that, slide up until your head is hitting the ceiling of the, of the Graviton. Yeah. And the people, but then when it stops, you would fall. People wouldn't enjoy it. Well... Yeah, but you slow down and you slowly, yeah, you slowly so, go back yeah. to earth. That's how it's they'll. I mean, it's a Thanks. fun ride. Thanks, physics. I can't do it anymore because I find, I think my, I was talking to a doctor about it because if I'm at, when I'm at the gym, sometimes when I do something and then stand up, I'll feel dizzy. Sure. And so I was worried about that. I thought, well, maybe this is like some heart thing. 
And so I went to my doctor and, and she said, no, it's just as you're getting older, your inner ear has your balance is, it, you know, your like ability to like, your ability to like get your balance and your sense, it gets worse as you get older because yeah. the hairs in your ear are, are aging just like you are. And those are the things that help you find your balance. And so when you stand up, you'll get a bit of vertigo feeling as an oldie. And so I do have that, still have that problem. So I have to be careful how my, quickly I stand after doing something. At the my gym goal sometimes. right now is to get off some uh, medicines that I'm on. Okay. It's part of why I'm trying to lose weight. Yeah. Um, but like almost every medicine that I'm on has the side effect of dizziness to the okay. point where like on the uh, on the bottle yeah. that I get, it's got uh, an image of a little dizzy person. That's oh, is that right? Yeah. Dizzy. yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, whenever I like get up or feel dizzy, but I've it's got not that cute. Of, He's cute, but yeah, when you it's feel not it, as it's fun, not as when, fun you're, yeah. when you're doing. And then again, I've been swimming a lot, so sometimes like I'll have water in the ear, mm. and I'll bring that home with me, and then you get up and you're like, whoa, okay, yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. that's a fun that's a fun time. But yeah, my big goal right now is 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 knocking off uh, pills, and I've I've been able to get off this water pill that I was on for a long time. Which is lovely because uh, it makes you pee a lot. Oh, okay, okay. And, uh, you know oh, what? Congratulations. I like sleeping. I like sleeping, and uh, so far, so far, so good. It's funny. Like I see you every week, and you see me every week. So you, you probably didn't notice I lost twenty pounds. Nope. And I didn't really notice that you lost weight either nope. because I don't. I can't see it because I, it's been a gradual thing. Sure, obviously, yeah, it just yeah. wasn't like one. And week. I can't see it myself in myself. Mm. Is that right? You can't see it for the most part. Yeah. How long have you been? How long have you been doing this? Uh, I guess it would be, it's either four or five months, something okay. along those lines. So you have passed the point where you wish you should start seeing like, like noticeable changes. Yeah. I took a picture of myself recently yes. where I went like, oh, that looks okay. That looks, di- I definitely look different. Yes, exactly. That's the one and, thing I saw. And I went like, in. okay, I look different, but I also look like myself. And it's, it's one of those things where like, all right, that feels like what I look like. Mm-hmm. I can post that. Yeah. And you know, it was, it was a nice kind of thing to yeah yeah it's a good kind go, of milestone yeah it's a thing because i always say that like to people who are starting any kind of like weight loss or like weight training thing is that you will not see any effects for three months you'll see like immediate effects right away you'll lose a little bit of weight at yeah. the beginning of it and then it's like a long slog till you get, hit the three months mark and then you'll you'll have changed enough that you'll notice changes in yourself whether it's yeah your pants are looser or you're putting on clothes that you couldn't put yeah, on before yeah, or what right. have you or that's just right. things like that are easier that are not mm-hmm. easier before mm-hmm. yeah um it's a great feeling that that three months point because it if you can get there because the problem is having the willpower yeah and just be able to get over the disappointment of like the not immediate change that you hope for when you'd start a program like my this. my thing and again i'm not i'm far from the first person to uh, bring this up in fact i was listening to a good podcast with uh, andy richter and ron oh. funches recently oh, a good one yeah well that's good i wonder what they're like yeah boy that'd be good uh, but both of them have lost weight. Like Ron Funches is a comedian, lost like over a hundred pounds. Like I think he lost about wow. twenty pounds, and Andy wow. Richter lost like forty pounds recently. Mm-hmm. And 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 Andy Richter was talking about um, how you know he still looks like a big guy and will always look like a big guy because yeah. he's got an enormous head. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, I'm a big headed guy as well, so I'm never going to look tiny, no matter yeah, no matter yeah. what. But his thing was, it's just, are you better? Are you better than you were before? Yeah. And that's kind of my thing too. There's sure. no, there's no moment because you, because you almost feel like you're going to get this, which is the um, TV commercial moment where it's just like, this is the before picture <laughs> and this is the after picture, and now I'm happy and things are good. And it's like you never get the, no. this is the after. Yeah. yeah. They act like it's a lottery that you've won and now everything's great with the world. Mm-hmm. It's such a gradual process. And again, my journey to this was not a pleasant one because of emotional problems along the way. Yeah. Um. So it just that's all I'm thinking, and I was having this discussion just before you got here about how 
you know, people have been saying nice things to me about that. And, and, and what they, I guess, project and assume, it's all complimentary and it's nice. Yeah. But there's a bit of me that just wants to go, yeah, it's, 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 it's better. It's better. <laughs> yeah. But like, is it good? It's better. Yeah. It's better. You know, I'd like it, I'd like more things to happen and so on and so forth. Sure. And I appreciate things that occur, but there's no definite milestone. Yeah, no. Except maybe sometimes you'll, you'll cross a certain like weight barrier and you'll go like, ah, now I'm in this and I remember the last time I was this. And that's fine. But for the most part, it's just like, nope. I just, every day I got to figure out something to do that's physical. It's like, I got to, I got to walk a lot. Where, what do I have to do? Okay, fuck it. I'm walking there. I'm <laughs> yeah. walking there. Yeah. It seems like an impossible walk. Sure. Or, you know, if I don't have that, I'm like, well, I'm going to walk to the pool. I'm just going to swim a couple of laps. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's go, let's go do that. And the walk to the pool is far enough that it's its own thing. And so I'm like, well, this is a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better. But you know that's that's the thing. You, you don't shake the worries yet. You know, there's never a point where mm. you just go. Yeah. And now I feel safe. Yeah, it's like no, you never get that. You huh. just go like little by little, little by little, a little bit better, a little bit better. Oh, and yeah, good. things are definitely better. Well, I'm glad that you're were. going. I'm glad that you're doing this. I yeah. think it's. I think you'll. I think you'll be happy. I mean, you'll be happier. It's happy. It's, you'll be. It's. You'll it's, be better. You'll again, be. Might it, not be best, but you'll be better. No, no. That's that's where it comes <laughs> down to. It's just like it's yeah. better. Yeah. All right. Let me do this as a side question. And I think this actually is a good side question. Um, what is something you have done in your life that has made it better? Okay. And not like, it doesn't have to be a huge thing. Mm. Like, you know, I met the love of my life. Yeah, or yeah. I did, I went to college or what have you. I mean, you can if you want to. That's fine. I'm not going to, I'm not going to censor you. Yeah. But like, what's something that you use, has made your life a little bit better? Yeah. Like a small little can thing. Can I answer that? Please. Started a podcast. There you go. That is a very, yeah. yeah. It was like, I needed a creative outlet and this was... You were, luckily enough, you said yes. And, no, my pleasure. And yeah, 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 yeah. And we've been able to do and this. And then you're having like 400th episode with like all these yeah, people. Yeah, people. Like, like, most of them I met through the podcast. Yeah, and then people are writing you mm-hmm. and you're getting like, you know, letters. Or many of them I met through the podcast, I should say. Yeah, and, and we're getting like mail from around the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Heck of a thing. It's crazy. I just was going to say, I got the ultimate compliment the other day, though, from Oh, so the last exercising. compliment you will ever get. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Because that's what that means. Yeah, I should say the best compliment the other day, which is uh, uh, an installer was talking to me and he and he said, how old are you, 40? And I was like, no, I'm 53. And he goes, whoa, you are looking really great for 53. And I said, all right. Yep. That's the best compliment Then he leaned in for a kiss. Uh, well, you know, let's not go there. <laughs> well, you got to... Make- I don't want to kiss and tell. Okay, fair enough. Yes, I did. But uh, yeah, it's a nice... I mean, it's a, obviously... I always say, like, when people say, why do you go to the gym for your health? I go, no, for my vanity. But, you know, so it's a nice moment when people, you know, give me the old silver fox or whatever, which, that, once again, I don't know if I mentioned, but a young fellow who was at a party Eve was at a little while ago knew me from playing uh, volleyball. He's like, oh, your dad. I see him at the gym all the time. Silver fox, man. That guy is <laughs> going on about. He said, I don't know if he's in love with you or what. He's just like going on and about your dad. So I'm nice. like, that's great. I said, no, dear, he likes you, and he thinks the way to get to you is through me, but that's okay. Ah. That's okay. Clever. <laughs> clever. Foxy. He's a, he's a young fox, yes. Small thing Small thing I've done that's, like, uh, really helped me out is, uh, is uh, and it sounds like a dumb thing, but it's, yeah. it's, it's not, is um, uh, coconut water has really uh, okay. helped me out because it's, it gives you, it sounds weird when you say electrolytes because it sounds like you're doing idiocracy, but uh, <laughs> I have... Uh, I was having, I think, a potassium deficiency sure. because it was on a water pill. Yeah. And, you know, you can have bananas, you can have potatoes, you can do whatever. But uh, the coconut water is fairly low calorie and 
Uh, high in potassium? Very high in potassium. Okay. Very high in potassium. Sure. And so it uh, takes care of that. If I have two of these kind of containers of this, it basically takes care of all that stuff. Yeah. And I also take like a magnesium supplement. Okay. And it's made like a really big difference. Nice. uh, To me. And also I was was having things like leg cramps at at night, which is a sign of low potassium and also dehydration. It's also a good sign of uh, exercise. That is also true. (laughs) Um. But I used to get like uh, leg cramps as well uh, mm. back in the day and didn't know how to deal with them. And it was like annoying. And uh, it bugged me that I never heard, hey, eat a banana. Yeah, you yeah. Know? It seems like the simple thing that someone would like know and you would do. Uh, no, I guess not everyone knows. It was my, actually my mother-in-law who was a, a nurse told me to have bananas if you have leg cramps. Because I, I do get yeah. leg cramps as and well. And before I found the coconut water, I would just get up and I would have an almond milk with like a banana smoothie and then mm. like something else in it, you know. Uh, and that would that would kind of do the job, but uh, yeah, coconut water was a uh, was a big thing, and it's also fairly low in calories, so it does the Gatorade job without all the salt as well, which I can't really have. When I um, started going, not necessarily going back to the gym, but when I got serious about going back to the gym and start and added like added running in and stuff like that, I woke up one night, <laughs> I know, and I you know, and I work a pretty physical job, and you know, you sweat a bit, and yeah. so. I this I probably hadn't rehydrated myself enough, or I most definitely hadn't. And then I just started running, so my legs were feeling it. And I just had the most terrible cramps in both legs. And it was so terrible. I I had to like roll out of bed and kneel on the floor to try to like uh, find some sort of relief. Oh, is this awful? Oh, is this awful? I've I've gone through very similar things yeah. where you're just like, yeah, they're rolling out of bed. Situ- and the and the and I don't want to say the worst part. But I've had that thing where you feel like it's about to happen anytime. Mm-hmm. You can feel like mm. if I just move the wrong way, yeah, ba boom, it's gonna yeah. like set off, uh, set this off. Yeah, so. I mean, and it's just, and it's just part of having muscles. So you know, good for us. Yeah, without them, you'd fall. You just, the you, that's right. You wouldn't, even, you wouldn't be kneeling. You'd just be laying there like a yeah. like a worm. By the way, and so. I'm not Johnny Fitness advice. I'm just trying what I'm trying for me. Sure. So it's like, yeah, it is throwing. But, yeah, I don't have any fitness advice either because I don't know what I'm doing. I just go to the gym. You know what works for you. I know what works for me. I have a program that's put together for me by a professional person. And so that's what I follow. And I just, and she said, you can mix it up a little bit, but you know, just, you can do this. And and I've been doing it now for, I don't know, eight years or something like that. Okay. So well, three years off while I was, when I first started working. But yeah, but I've been doing it for a while and it seems to, seems to work. So yeah, I've really lucked out. I get called the Silver Fox. I've really lucked out finding this pool, this neighborhood pool. When mm. when winter comes, I'm going to have to move to the indoor pool, which actually is fairly close, so it's yeah. not too bad. Okay. But it's been it's been good because it's the right distance away to walk. That okay. it's like it, it's it's its own thing to walk there and yeah. back. Yeah. Uh, and then by the time you get there, you're like, well, I might as well swim. <laughs> you know, now that I'm here. And uh, the only problem is the snack bar is very good there. Okay. Like the the woman who works there has worked there since the beginning of the park 40 years ago. Wow. And uh, she knows how to make the fish and chips so mm. you know it's like well that's gonna be more swimming for me <laughs> well no eat, eat like a fish swim like a fish that is damn good advice dave thank you why don't you wrap up the show for that everyone on those words those of in, wisdom those words of wisdom those fishy words of wisdom um let it be let me let me just say you can contact us in the following ways you know we have a website it's called sneakydragon.com you can find our shows there you can find our comment boards there, and you can leave messages underneath each show. And that's at sneakydragon.com. Also, you can email us at sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. That is a way to contact us via the interwebs that doesn't involve you leaving like, you're a trail. You can just send it directly to us. Sure. We read it, occasionally respond, but we always enjoy getting them. We usually do respond. 
We usually do respond. We are but very respondy. We are very, very responsible. You can also find us on Facebook at Sneaky Dragon. We are on Twitter at Sneaky underscore Dragon. And we have a Tumblr presence. And we're on Patreon where you are welcome to support us for as little as $1 a month. Or more. Or more. I said for as little as. And, hey, uh, we're going to be uh, starting up a Sneaky Dragon um, YouTube page very shortly. Yes. So if you want to see the videos of uh, our guests from last week, uh, we'll be putting those up shortly. And we're going to be doing some new uh, content as well, uh, some surprises. Uh, so we'll give you the link to that uh, probably yeah. in the next week or so. Or go to the Sneaky Dragon page okay. and it'll be there. Maybe we should do all that stuff strictly on Patreon. Hmm. 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 Anyway... <laughs> And then it, I say that, and then my my inner uh, punk rocker goes, no, you cannot make people pay for stuff like that. Anyway. Or here's what you do. Yeah. You do what uh, our, our chums, uh, other podcasts do. You just call them fish? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, we've got a fish theme going on. <laughs> sure do. Uh, is we release it earlier on the Patreon, and then we release it a week oh, later yeah. uh, to whoever wants it um, You know, later yeah. on. When... The stale stuff that comes out a week later. Yeah, that's... Uh, we have, we have so many people that start listening to old episodes of the show, and I want to go, no. Well, we no, I'm all for it. Li- I know it's nice, but it's... I'm just like, uh, were, we, uh, uh, were we ever so young? It's all amazing our, to think. All our ethnic humor we used to do. Oh, my gosh. So much of it. All the Scottish stuff. Oh, we started so many episodes with our Song <laughs> of the South jokes. <laughs> That's right. Well, old Br'er David was in a whole mess of trouble. <laughs> That's, yeah. The one with the... Uh podcast baby yep it's like a tar baby but you never get out crime today find a tribunal now we're going away zippity doo da zippity bare necessities we're gonna use all the copyright songs we're gonna use all the disney songs we